<sighs> oh. Alright. I was burping all day at work. Who's listening to some fucking trance shit? It's my train. Back? It's my train. It's his, it's his train. Right. It's your specific train? Yeah, I own it. Thought he, he I bought it. Train. Oh, good. No, there. I, I live like right across the street from a from a railroad. So you ever get the urge to go lay in front of it? Yeah, every day. Every hey, day. I'll find one. Why don't one. you? Um. What you? We have one near us, Dylan. Do we really? It's, yeah, it's the one that passes over. Uh, what's what's the road? Uh, John Murrow Parkway, I think. Mm. Oh, cool. Well, great. This will be my last podcast then. Yeah, right. Right before we get on nine eighty five, that Jesus like Christ that goes over. That's yeah. the uh, that's the train tracks. He said, "Well, but I know this is it." If you go behind the Kroger, you can uh, you can go over there and lay on them if you want. It'll be nice to have someone with me in my last moments, just to like wave goodbye. Yeah, I'll probably oh. like um, All right. like laugh and and throw rocks at you. <laughs> that's fine. I mean, how much worse could it be at this point? Oh, oh God! Are we getting dark on this one? I guess we're so. starting dark and we're ending dark. Trust me. Uh, by the end of this podcast, my pick of the week. Darker. My pick of the week is suicide. Oh, cool. We're gonna get kicked. Everyone off should try it. You fucks. Toaster bath. <laughs> there it is. That's the name of the episode. Toaster bath. <laughs> It took a grand total of two and a half minutes for Toaster Bath to come out. Jesus fucking Christ. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to the show. We have got a jam-packed show for you today with a little bit of news about the podcast going forward. We are also going to talk a lot about single-player story games as our topic of the show. We will also give our thoughts on some horror films, almost definitely some talk about Breath of the Wild 2, and our pick of the weeks. As always, I am your host, the venerable host. I said host twice. The one and only Vlad Dracula Tepes of Wallachia. The Bebop Man, Josh McMullen. And I am joined by none other than my two co-hosts, one Austin Belmont Clan Stevens and Dylan Van Helsing Martin. There was no warning. Surrounded by killers Boy. then. There was no warning. Yeah, I... I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that the whole show. I really there was, to try. there was yeah there was a there was a possibility of that happening. I was wondering if it was going to oh, persist. God. You started doing it, and I was like, "This is either going to be funny or racist." There's no in between. Oh, it's it's definitely both. Why not a little bit of both? <laughs> Por qué no los dos? Por qué no los dos? Whoa, yeah, I feel whoa, like I got whoa. a little like Spanish whoa. in there. It was, yeah, you kind of did. <laughs> I, I tried, uh, like I was warming up. I'm, I muted my mic before I started. I was like, I was doing the whole count thing. I was like, one, uh, 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 two. <laughs> fucking, what are you, the fucking count? Yeah. I was supposed to, I was trying my best to do the Dracula voice, but. It's not the Dracula voice. It's the fucking count from Sesame Street. It is not the same thing. Well, he's he's Transylvanian? I, 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 sir. 
Stop it. <laughs> well, regardless, I like that you made yourself the victim, and Austin and I are both vampire slaying motherfuckers. So I like that. I well, like that. Yeah, that's, that's how it happens every week. I come in here and I try to host a good show, and you guys just fucking kill it. <laughs> We kill it in a good way. Without <laughs> us, there is no fucking show. Oh, you're not, God. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, without right. you or without us, it would just be one fucking PlayStation Vita fanboy talking for four hours. Somebody yeah, wants to fucking hear system. that. Fuck AT&T, yeah. stupid Vita, stupid Yeah, bullshit. and I was also shit on, like, Breath of the Wild and um, and uh, what's Don't that stupid-ass game that you fucking you fucking play all the goddamn time? Don't you fucking say it. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly can't even remember the fucking name of it. Stardew Valley. I, there we go. Oh, okay. I really thought you were going to shit on Pokemon, and then I was. Oh gonna... no! Fuck that! I shit on Pokemon almost every episode. It is you true. do by just going <laughs> silent when we talk about it. That says enough. He has nothing else to say. He's on a lot of words. He shits on it at work too. It's real fucking great that I can't escape from it. Speaking of which, have only like what a couple days till that new. DLC? Oh yeah, that's coming. Yeah, real like soon. you know, a whole like next week. But yep, no, it's next week. Yeah, no, it re- it it's not. It's, it's next Friday. Friday. Oh yeah, I'm shit! Sure I can't Friday. finish my let's play before that. Uh, hang on, let me. Uh, that bitch out, bro. Uh, what is it called? The it's it was the Isle of Armor and Arctic Crown, Tundra. Or Crown Tundra. Arctic Tundra. Crown, Crown Tundra. Tundra. Arctic Tundra. Like, are we? <laughs> All right. The, the, the two first words don't even sound the same. Dramatic effect. Crown Tundra release date. Yeah, it's uh, the twenty third. Second, but look, I didn't know we were halfway through the fucking month of October already. Hang on, real quick before before you continue to get heated. uh, I was talking to Kayla like earlier when we were watching uh, our horror film of the day. I was like, "Holy shit, it's the thirteenth. We're already like almost halfway through the month, and we haven't like stopped yet." I'm very proud of us. Look at you. Haven't you stopped? Maybe you I don't know. No, no. I, I have managed to get one in every single day. So. so I only have two things written down for what we've been doing because I can't think of a third thing. I'm not going to be I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, that, so. that's fine. Uh, I'm planning on. Well, and I kind of okay. want to talk a little extensively about one of them. So I was like, oh, I'll just cut one out, I guess. Okay. Well, since you already uh, said that, before we before we get into that, I do want to uh, push out. This is a little bit of the news, mm-hmm. um, and it's about our podcast going forward. Uh, like I said in the intro, yes. So this is really news pertaining to how the show is run, and we've all been talking about the show behind the scenes, and we realize that the way things have been going isn't going to be like a sustainable system with our bi-weekly show taking upwards of five hours to record, not to mention the editing time that's involved. Uh, we also realize that a four-hour podcast might be appealing to some of the people out there, but it isn't the case for others and maybe even most of the people listening so we've been discussing ways to make the show come in just a bit and unfortunately that meant that something had to be cut and the thing that we all agreed was probably the most easily cuttable was the news section um i didn't i mean that may come as a surprise to a lot of people listening uh but we felt that the news was the part that we were least interested in doing and almost literally every other big gaming podcast already has that covered. So uh, now 
we we did talk about this and we're going to try it out. It might not be entirely going away. We're going to test run it now and uh, basically see how it feels. And what we're going to do is we're going to bring one new story a piece if we really feel passionate about something. And that means that some weeks we may have a, a new segment. Other times there may not be one. So we'll see. Uh, again, it's just a test run. So, you know, if you're listening, please let us know what you think about it. Um, but we'll, we'll make a final decision on whether or not it needs to go completely. Uh, probably here within the next couple of episodes. And I like where it's going now. Like if we're passionate about something, fine. Let's talk about it. Like the things that you are going to be talking about later, I feel like that's pretty important. I didn't put anything for the news because the thing that I wanted to mention is literally one sentence and then we can be done with it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So yeah, there, there's nothing crazy going on right now that I saw yeah. that I was like, mm. that's another thing is I feel like, uh, like I said, you know, other people are already co- covering the news, but like I listened to sacred symbols and like the last two episodes I feel like have been really light on news because nothing's really going on. It's kind of like the calm before the storm sort of thing. I was so. just about to say that sentence. Everything has already happened that's been big with the whole PS5 blunder and then, you know, Sony acquired... Nope, that is not right. Microsoft no. acquired <laughs> Zenimax. Um, but then there's like some bits and pieces here and there that kind of stand out. But overall, this is the calm before the storm. We have, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say two monumental releases because I don't know if everyone's kind of feeling that Valhalla release like I am. But Cyberpunk is just around the corner. Uh, Crown Tundra is just around the corner. Miles Morales. The consoles are just around the corner. The consoles are just around the corner. I'm not buying them, so I don't. That's another thing. It's. If we're not passionate about the news, like I can say that the new Xbox is coming out and the new PlayStation is coming out, I'm not getting either of them. So it's hard for me to be invested into these news topics when... Yeah, I miss pre-orders on both, so... <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not getting either of them. Sorry. An Xbox so we can talk about that. <laughs> we can talk about Josh's Fuck achievements. You. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. Piece of shit. Uh, so the the other bit of news, and this is probably the better bit of news, um, is that other than the fact that it will be shortened, is we've made the decision to try moving the podcast to a weekly release. Uh, we originally had planned the every two weeks thing because it worked best with our schedules, but we really feel like we're missing out on getting out to the audience as much as we could. And right now the podcasts are coming in at three to five hours every other week. And we figured that if we revamp the format and split it up, we could get a solid two to two and a half hours uh, episodes out weekly. So this should also in theory, allow us to cover more newsworthy stuff as topics of the show. Uh, And this change will be implemented starting next week. So next week we will have another show on Friday. Um, I was talking with Dylan earlier. He may not be able to record, so we might have to go just as a duo with you and me, Austin. Mm -hmm. Um, But with that said, it's a test run to make sure that it's a viable strategy for all of us involved because it seems 
we, like we want to make sure that we're not busting our asses for nothing. Yeah. So we're we're testing it out. We'll see how it goes. Um and yeah, so and it, it it's one of those things where we have to experiment. Josh and I do work in retail and right now there are a lot of changes happening. It feels like because of COVID there have been so many changes happening already throughout the year. But now fourth quarter has hit and it's going to be so hectic. Like if you've never worked retail before, it's crazy. And yeah, thankfully, if you've never we worked work- retail before, fucking thank your gods. Yes. This it's it's now first off, I love my job. I can't say that I don't. I'm stressed about it most of the time, but I work with a great group of people. I actually love the company that I work for and what they stand for. They're pretty great. I make jokes about it here and there, but realistically, I don't see myself doing anything else, which is sad, but I don't have higher expectations for myself, but um, it's just, it's a hard time right now. Fourth quarter hits and we all give our best. That's something I can say that we are all proud of is that we are a store that goes above and beyond every single day. And we, we work for Target. I think I've said that before. There's no sense in sugarcoating it or trying to hide it. We work for Target. Target is a great company, but we have a lot that is expected of us. And especially in my role, I feel like it's a little bit more. And I wake up at a stupid time every fucking day. Yeah, fuck so, that. yeah, <laughs> that said, there might be some episodes nope. that I unfortunately miss, but I will always be around in some way, shape or form. Um. Yes, yeah, this podcast is nothing without me. No, you won't. Those episodes, we won't even mention you. <laughs> yeah, I'm true. <laughs> you're you're just done. Uh, one thing that you're I did want to point out is that um, even though Dylan may not join us for every single episode, the plan for us is to never miss a week. Mm-hmm. So if that means that if we have to record in advance or off of our normal schedule in order to make that happen. That's what the plan is. I don't want, like, if we go weekly, I should say that, because my plan is whatever schedule we stick with with the podcast, we are putting out an episode every, you know, every week, every two weeks, whatever the case may be. So that is that is the plan going forward. Um, we may even occasionally have a guest co-host come in. Uh, we'll see about that. I have some ideas rolling around in my head for, um, if we need to, you know, have a backup last minute or, or, or whatever the case may be, I have some people in mind and we'll, I, I will make that decision since I'm big daddy over here. Um, stop. Listen, you guys started it. You guys started it with that dead. Did by I daylight. call myself daddy or did I, did I call you dad? I don't remember. Uh, you called I yourself remember, daddy. I remember distinctly the dead by daylight uh, playthrough the other day where you called me daddy. So I thought it was me no, because we could. That's not how it worked. He called listen, himself daddy. It's all right. I have the better beard. Let's get into what we've been. Doing. Holy <laughs> fucking shit. If you've ever been. Oh, no. Nope. Uh, Let's I, continue. That, yeah, I will kill is, myself. I will no, throw myself off this. You balcony. have the much, much better beard, sir. So. Oh, I don't know. I think I'm doing a better job than both of you. But, but uh, I'm gonna, you, you look like you glued pubes to your fucking face, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I did. What's wrong with that? Oh, God. 
I can't. Let's not get into okay. the talk. Yeah, let's Look. get into what we're what we've been doing outside of gaming. Uh, I'll go ahead and I'll start. <laughs> okay. So, well, uh, my initial plan was to just kind of quickly run through the movies that we've watched with the Thirty One Days of Halloween, but I want to. Have you truly watched Thirteen? Yeah, yeah. We Holy uh, shit. today we finished up. Let me look at my list again. That's crazy. I can't even watch one movie a month. You've done 13. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know. Oh, you don't have Facebook. Um, I updated my status the other day. Let me look at this again because I want to get the number correct. Everyone needs to get off social media. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Social media is the fucking worst, but fucking uh, Facebook's the worst. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, so I put it out there. This was two days ago. So. Uh, I've watched two more since, but I am up to a total of 73 or at the time of writing this, I was at 71 total movies, 57 of which I had never seen before. So I broke my goal. I set a goal at the beginning of the year to have watched 50 new movies and 100 movies total for the year. And I am over the new movies. So I've already broken that and I'm on pace to break my 100 movies for the year. So it's just crazy to me that that's even a thing. I get it. You're a cinephile. I completely understand that you have watched so many movies. I don't watch that much in two years. You have watched that in the course of 10 months. That is mind blowing to me. Yeah. Well, I, like I said, I mean, honestly, I I wanted to do this podcast specifically with you guys because I do like gaming is definitely one of my hobbies and it's definitely one of my passions. But like if I hadn't approached you guys to do a, a video game podcast, I was planning on making a movie podcast just straight up because mm-hmm. movies are my number one passion. I fucking love them. I I am so fucking saddened by Regal closing their theaters again because I don't really fuck with AMC, to be honest with you. Like, they're fine, but Regal Cinemas just, to me, is a better experience. And It's like, uh, oh my God. It's like the people that listen to this, they hear you speak about it, and I just need them to know it's not in the podcast. This is Josh's life. Like, he talks about cinema all the fucking time and the shit yeah, it's pretty awful tell you it is <laughs> awful. did you say awful or awful? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking asshole uh, i'm kidding oh it's great it's God. interesting it is i disagree with you though it's, oh <laughs> okay uh, i think amc's are a better experience oh mm-hmm. really amc gets cooler shit for it I, I will say this much. I think that AMCs are, um, how, how do I want to put it? I think that certain AMC theaters are better than Regals. Mm-hmm. And I think that the totality of Regals are better than AMCs. That's fair. I just crazy. The, the, the things that you speak about at work doesn't have to be anywhere else. It's just, you've made me look at movies or cinema in general in another light. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I can't, no one else in my life has done that in my 29 years of living. Uh, <laughs> I had to think about it. Dude, I have to do that all the time. I'm like, am I 31 or 32? Yes. I fucking no. I fucking forgot. You guys are so old. 
Yeah, we forgot that he's a little fucking baby over there. A little 23. 23. If I can instill some wisdom in you, it is enjoy that time period in your life because I didn't. I have kids, so I don't enjoy anything. Look, oh God! All right, all right, that all right. ruined it. We're we're cutting into my time. We got to. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, this is what happens. This is why we have five yeah, hour podcasts. Exactly. All right. So, um, originally my plan was to talk about every movie in a little bit of light, but instead I decided that I wanted to shine the light on two specifically. Um, and the first one is The Wailing. It is a South. Uh, let me make sure I got this right. I'm. Almost a thousand percent positive that it is South Korean, but I just want to make sure. If uh, I was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and it was a movie question, I'm calling you as my lifeline. <laughs> I, I'll I'll try my best. So sir. you better be a thousand percent sure. Yeah. So it is. Uh, it is a South Korean film. Uh, it okay. was uh, released in 2016, and the plot is basically that there are these uh, series of really uh i don't want to say gruesome because they're not but these really almost ritualistic murders happening around this village in south korea and it follows the story of this detective who is kind of investigating the case or well he's not really a detective he's more like just a a a cop but he is um obviously involved in the cases and the Killings are being rumored as the result of this Japanese man who is uh, this quote unquote foreigner who has come into the land mysteriously. And so pretty, I don't want to say pretty early into the film, but probably about like 45 minutes in his daughter is starting to get afflicted by the, sort of like change in behavior and stuff like that, that people started noticing in the other murders. So he starts doing some stuff to try to save her. And then I don't want to spoil the rest of the movie, but the wailing is arguably the best horror film of the last decade. I am not a hundred percent sure that I agree with that. But it is somewhere in the mix for me in the top three, I think. Um, I'm especially fond of It Follows. I think It Follows is impeccable. And I also really like The Babadook. Uh, But The Wailing has something that I think both of those films don't, where I think The Wailing can be interpreted in a multitude of ways, whereas I kind of only think that it follows and the Babadook can be interpreted in one really specific way. Um, and I mean, I could be wrong. Like other people can definitely tell me that they have different interpretations, but like the wailing to me, it really depends on what you put into it, so to speak. Uh, but I mean, it's definitely like a take on, uh, like xenophobia for sure. But it's also like a take on faith and what we put our faith in. Like there are so many instances in the movie where like shamans are introduced and talked to or like uh, not even necessarily shamans, but like other religious 
people. Like there's a, a priest who's involved and there's just, I, I don't know, man, there's so many different ways that you are so many different things that you can take out of it that I think it is one of the most profound horror movies I've watched from the last decade. It's also got one of the best fucking endings. I think that the ending to this movie is so fucking good. Like, Mm. it is so fucking good. And, uh, yeah, so I've spent a lot of time on that, but I I think you should watch The Wailing if you haven't. It's excellent. Let me ask you, as a person who, first off, doesn't watch a lot of movies, Mm -hmm. specifically never watches a lot of foreign movies, like fucking never. I've never seen Parasite, ever. Oh, fuck, dude. You have to see Parasite. Parasite is the best movie of last year, hands down. It is, is it so really funny. stupid that I associated, when I saw that movie on Hulu, I associated it with the anime and thought it was a live action adaptation? Uh, yes, heard of that makes you very dumb. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. So as a person that f- meets those two criteria that I just mentioned, mm-hmm. is it hard to sit down and watch a foreign movie like this? Because I, first off, don't watch, watch a lot of cinema. And... I don't know. It just seems like if I were to sit down and watch something, I would watch something like The Babadook. I've never seen The Babadook either, but that would be, to me, I would go to the... Holy fuck, So, I know. Is it harder to sit down and watch The Wailing as a person like that, or is it... Do you think I should still give it that shot? Like, what do you think? I... So, I don't think that I could put it any better than Bong Joon-ho did in his Oscar acceptance speech. Uh, I'm going to butcher exactly what he said, so don't... Don't quote me on this, but he said something to the effect of if you can get over the barrier of the one inch subtitles that are at the bottom of the screen, there is a world of cinema waiting for you. If you can just read subtitles and I know like for me, I prefer dubbed anime over subbed because what a casual I know, right? Jesus, right. I, I think that <laughs> I'm kidding. I think that animation is incredibly more involved than live action is. Mm-mm. So, like, when I look at stuff when I'm watching animation, there's a lot more, like, because y- you can do stuff in animation that you can't do live action, just period. Yeah. Even with like CGI shit. Like, oh, yeah. There's animation is just boundless. So, when I watch anime specifically i prefer dubs because the subtitles distract me from some of the stuff that's going on on screen that's super fair like i tried i tried to watch a uh, demon slayer subbed and i could just because the dub isn't out anywhere and i couldn't fucking do it like the animation is so intense in that fucking show i can't yeah. watch it the i can't read it and pay attention fucking, at the same time exactly exactly um, so, so even though i think the dub is awful <laughs> With the wailing and other movies of its ilk, I think that it is. Uh, I I listen. I don't want to put anyone on blast because if you don't want to watch subtitles, that's fine. But like, I think that you are missing out on a lot of shit that is oh absolutely better than American cinema. Mm-hmm. Frankly, like I think the two best movies of of last year were both foreign. One of which, well, okay, I shouldn't say that. 
I definitely shouldn't say that because one of them I haven't seen, but I hear nothing but excellent things about it. And it's uh, it's a French movie called um, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Mm-hmm. So I haven't seen that yet, so I can't speak to it. But everything that I've heard about it has led me to believe that it is like top two to three best movies of last year. Parasite is number one, I think, just far and away. Parasite is brilliant. That is a fucking movie that I will watch endlessly, and I think says a lot of universal stuff. Why did it take me out of the fucking room? Uh Uh-oh, that was weird. Yeah, it just literally threw me out. Okay, whatever. Continue. Uh, Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, No, you're good. Um, Yeah, I think that... Uh, Parasite is very universal in the things that it is talking about. And if you can just get past the barrier of reading subtitles, I think that foreign cinema is in many, many ways better than American cinema. Mm-hmm. So, so it's easy for someone like me to ascertain and enjoy. Yes. Yeah. I, I And I think, but ugh, God, this is going on way longer than I thought it would. Uh, to, to answer your question, I, I do think it is because the the language of film in the way that like we talk about like shot composition or color palettes or like editing choices and, and stuff like that, I think is very universal. I think that like when you when you look at a shot that has like just to use as an example of uh, Citizen Kane. So in Citizen Kane, you have this one very iconic shot of these three people in a room talking and centered in the frame is a window and outside in the window, you see a little kid playing. And when you are watching the film, like they are talking about the center of the frame, if that makes sense. So like Mm -hmm. their conversation, you could pick up on like, if you did not like, if it were, if it were either silent or, or a different language or whatever, and you couldn't understand what was being said, you could still pick up on the fact that like in citizen Kane specifically, they are talking about the child outside playing in the snow because the center of the frame is that child outside playing in the snow? Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think that sort of stuff is like pretty universal. And when you go to watch like foreign cinema, it is the exact same way. The only problem is, is as- ascertaining like what the plot is. But I think that even if like, even if you watched like say the whaling or parasite, without subtitles and you watched it in its original language, you would still be able to get the, the overarching message that the movie is trying to, to show you. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. That's crazy because I didn't anticipate it would that be, it would be that easy to fall into it like that, but it kind of opens me up a little bit because I didn't, I guess I was kind of turned off by Parasite because it was a foreign film. Like I was interested because of all the praise it got, Mm -hmm. all the acclaim and everything like that. But I never wanted to give it a shot because it was a foreign film. I'd have to read the subtitles. And like you said, in an anime, it feels distracting. And that's what I was kind of comparing it to. But you 
kind of turned me around on it. It's like I have a lot of uh, opportunities now that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, it's uh, foreign cinema is is great, and I highly recommend if you can put your uh, again. I don't want to put it, anyone on blast, but if you can put your fucking stupid ass whoa uh, pre pre <laughs> pre predetermined prejudice. God damn, that's the word I was looking for. She you put your fucking prejudice behind you. You're opening yourself up to a world that is like mm-hmm. just. Mwah. I don't want to put anyone on blast, but if you can put your stupid ass prejudice <laughs> for fuck's sake. I mean, he's right. right. He's right, though. So, so, oh, fine. Fine. Uh, Next, yes. Dylan, you tell me about, well, you guys, I, I hate to do this. I have got to go pee real bad. So, Austin and Dylan, take it away with Pokemon Journeys. Woo! I'm a host. All right. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about it, Dylan? Because I actually really fucking like it. For a 23-year-old so, man, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, you're so young. You have so much left to live. Uh, Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pokemon Journey so far has been fun. I fucking love it. It breaks the formula of what we know. He's not on this journey. Ash is not on some journey to mm-hmm. beat all the gyms in the new region. He's not trying to catch all the basic ass Pokemon that you'd expect him to, which catch. is really funny because it's called journeys and that's really exactly ironic. you would think but, that it would follow that ship, but it doesn't. This, I mean, the only reason why it's called journeys is because they thought Americans were too stupid. So they had to, because in are. Japan, it's just called Pokemon. That's it. Or yeah. pocket oh. monster. It, yeah. No, there's no other oh. title to it. It's just pocket monster. So we, <laughs> They just thought we were fucking stupid. Uh, they're right. But <laughs> yeah. and, and from what I've seen, I'm almost finished with part one. So the first 12 episodes. Oh, dude. That. The last episode yeah. of part one is fucking fire. I'm so excited then. Oh, it's such a good episode. But I have one huge bitch, and I'll get to that in a second. But what it does right is that, wow. All right. It feels like. I'm getting to see a lot of the Pokemon world again. It's not just limited to Gala or Kanto. It's yeah. I've already seen Sinnoh. I think I've seen Hoenn. Like it's so cool to see all these places that Ash has already visited. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ash is kind of in the back seat this go around. He Ash is. is, and I've kind of noticed that too. It's kind of Go doing all the cool shit. Yeah, exactly. It's Go, and he's discovering the world. But my bitch is that for the past twenty fucking years something of years of my life i've seen ash strive to be the best that there ever was and that and what that entails is him battling these pokemon and he's still not there and he's still not there but he he battles the pokemon to weaken them and then he catches them goes over here pulling some pokemon go shit literally and Honestly. throws a pokeball and he catches a fucking scyther like it's nothing catches a pin pincer like it's nothing like he's throwing all these balls and oh, yeah. catching without any battling and i get it they're trying to correlate it with the pokemon go game or the let's go games anything I, like that. I fucking i get it but that shit drives me up a fucking mm-hmm. wall because it shouldn't be so easy but I get the direction they're going for. But other than that one huge gripe, they're doing so good with this anime, and I love it. They are. They're they're handling it really well. Um, is I'm, this an official release? Yeah. Yes, one hundred percent. This is the new series. Welcome back, P Man. It's on Netflix. It's uh, it's 
for whatever reason, Netflix calls it a Netflix original, and I'm not really fucking sure why. <laughs> I know it's so definitely weird. not. It but, might um, be that yeah. they they bought the the rights for they, it, which yeah. We get. They um they in, I've I've been watching some of the Japanese episodes when I catch them. Um, like I'm not really going out of because I, I I'm watching it in English with Josie, so I'm really not going out of my way to watch it subbed. But like when it comes up on a website that I'm on, I'm like, oh okay, fuck it, I'm I'm bored at work, I'll fucking watch it. One of the most recent episodes was really fucking odd because it had Goes Raboot just double kicking kicking the shit out of the Zapdos and beating it, and I was like, oh okay. That yeah, shouldn't I have happened about that. And someone was like, "This is the definition of plot armor, <laughs> dude." Oh my god, I wish you guys. I, fuck, this is com- completely unrelated uh, anime. But I, if you if you guys ever watch ever finish, I, I think Josh, I know you said you watched the first season of Attack on Titan. Uh, um, yeah, I still need to get to dude, dude. If you guys ever finish it, you will understand that Rhina is the definition of fucking plot armor and it's bullshit and I fucking hate it. But um, that's what I feel like that Zapdos was. That's what everyone was saying. But other than like the few minor gripes, like go being a Pokemon go hero, like throwing one ball and catching literally every fucking mm -hmm. world. The show's great because we get to see the entirety of the Pokemon world once again. Um, And it's places that Ash has already been. And that's, he's kind of taken the backseat. Like I said, but which is cool. Which is good. That's what we wanted. Yeah, he, yes. He's kind of getting to see this new up-and-comer explore the world, and he's not really saying much. He's not really coaching any. He's mm-hmm. just meeting a new friend, essentially. You know what I don't fucking understand at all about Pokemon, and I never fucking will? Um, so Ash is still 10. He's still 10 years old. <laughs> One of the most recent Japanese episodes had him and Go actually go back to Alola and he got to see all the Alola crew. Tell me why the professor from Alola had a baby. Dog, you're still 10. How did he have a baby and you're still 10? Yeah. Explain. That's cartoon logic, though. Honestly. That's Pokemon logic, dude. Fucking 10 for 20 years. The simple yeah. King of the Hill, none of those characters ever aged. How Family Guy's been literally, like, the story's been progressing for 20 fucking years and Stewie's still, like, what, two? Yeah. And they're just never going to change that? I don't know, but, but it's the, great. The show is good. It's it's been very much, it's been an improvement over yeah, the past few absolutely. seasons. I like where it's going. I wish Ash would step a little more into the spotlight, but I get that. I'm not going to say his time has passed nor is fading, but they want to kind of shine a light on a go, and I understand that. See, I'm kind of the opposite. I wish Ash would step completely out of the show in general. If they took him out of the show in general, like totally out of the show. That's fine, but I I don't know if I want to see a complete reboot or not. I don't like Go enough for him to be the main character. Oh, um, dude, I, I I don't know. I I want to see like what Origins did as a show. That's where I would love to see the direction. Yeah. Um, I was just about to say that Origins yeah, is fantastic. It's oh, it's so good. Best. Yeah. Oh, so good. Never seen Pokemon Origins. Check that out. But. If Ash does eventually step away, I hope they go that route. But until mm-hmm. then, I just hope they give us some kind of protagonist that is the middle ground between Go and Ash, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But other than that, the show's fucking great. So there's the, there's supposedly still a live action movie in development uh, because alongside of Detective Pikachu, they were working on a script for a uh, 
a live action adaptation of uh, Red and Blue. Interesting. I don't know what happened to that, but it's supposed to be the same studio that worked on Detective Pikachu. It sounds like it's going to be awful. I'm going to go because I, I honestly I didn't think Detective Pikachu was that good. I thought it was pretty bad. But I liked it, but it did have its problems. I just, I'm a Pokemon fan. You could give me yeah. a piece of shit with Pokemon stamped on it, and I'd like it. Okay. So I thought, I thought the because I, I took my nephew. Um, is that right? Who did I take? Yeah, I, th- I don't fucking know. I took my nephew. I think to go see that movie in theaters, and I, 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 I thought it was really fucking bad. I thought the Pokemon looked fantastic, though. I thought they 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 looked fucking amazing. Um, some of my favorite Pokemon were kind of in there, like fucking Sneasel. Sneasel looked fucking dope in live action. But the rest of like the plot of the movie, I just thought was really bad and hard to fucking sit through. Well, speaking of uh, pieces of shit with certain names, you know, tied to them. You better Austin, watch what you're transitioning to, sir. On Last Evolution. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were going to go to Evangelion and I was about to quit and just no, get off. I, I almost did. And then I was like, nah, I don't want to upset him too bad. <laughs> but, um,. Yeah, I watched Last Evolution after we got off the last podcast, and um, it hurt me in ways that I don't feel like I deserved. <laughs> it really did. Um, the movie was much more... I I kind of expected it to... I don't know. I expected it to kind of be everyone's story, because I thought... I th- the, the premise of the movie, I thought it was happening to everybody. No. No, no, it was not. It was only happening to... For some reason, Ty and Matt. Yeah. So let me ask you something real quick, because I watched. Um, are you guys familiar with uh, Billiam? Yes. YouTube? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no. I I have only. I watched his video about it today. Actually. Oh. Okay. Okay. So I've only ever watched his Digimon content, mm-hmm. but I hear the rest of his stuff is really good too. So mm-hmm. give it a try. But uh, so. I watched his video on last evolution up until the part where he started talking about spoilers, Mm -hmm. but the way he explained it made me feel like everyone is involved, even though it is a Matt to an extent. Yeah. uh, A Matt and Ty story. Does that make sense? So the reason why it's much more Matt and Ty story is because the whole movie is about the whole movie is about growing up. It's about growing up and and letting go of your childhood and how that can be. Sometimes that can be a really fucking hard thing to do or just become like, you know, do adult shit in general. I I did think it was. Oh, my God. There's a fucking scene in the movie where uh, Ty and Agumon kind of walk into Ty's apartment. Agumon is the first time he's been there. He's like looking under Ty's bed. He finds a stash of porn. And I thought that that was so fucking Uh funny. (laughs) <laughs> that shit was ab- and he was like oh what are these Ty's like oh fuck put it back um, <laughs> there's some curse words thrown in there that I was not expecting out of a Digimon film but uh, I think Try had some had, had some crude language if I'm not mistaken uh, the Try movies are pretty bad and it's been a while since I watched them so no, they're not bad they weren't as good as Last Evolution but they're not bad um, but I do I like that Last Evolution does because everybody thought that the uh, um, the epilogue from Adventure Two has pretty much been retconned, and that's actually not the case. Uh, Last Evolution pretty much sets up for that exact epilogue. 
Um, we don't know how that epilogue is going to happen, but because at the at the epilogue of Adventure Two, it shows all of them like they had kids, and their kids have the same fucking Digimon that they had, which is super weird. But uh, I don't. So it doesn't. We don't know how they get their Digimon back, but at some point they do, unless they retcon that specific part of the epilogue. But uh, it was much more Matt and Ty's story because they they hadn't really figured their their potential was dwindling. They hadn't really they couldn't figure out what they were going to do with their lives. They had no idea where they were going to go from there. I think Matt was struggling with becoming a police officer or an astronaut. But also uh, he, when he was a teenager, he was heavily involved in music and he missed being involved with music. And Ty in general just didn't know what he was doing. He had no idea where his life was going. And that's kind of the biggest focus on the movie is growing up and, and figuring out what it is you actually want out of your life. And the ending of that movie, I did not appreciate. <laughs> I don't know if it was because I was just zonked out of my brain, but um, I cried for a solid 30 minutes after watching the movie. It was very good, but uh, it was sad. I do I do recommend it, though. To yeah. people who enjoy Digimon, I know that a lot of people don't. People tend to think Pokemon is better, and I disagree. Yeah, I wholeheartedly disagree. And so, when it, oh well, anime. really? You disagree that Pokemon's worse than Digimon? Well, I would never no, no, fucking no, no, no. guess. <laughs> God damn! Hold on. Hold on. So I, I think the Pokemon games are astronomically better. Well, I, I don't know. Digimon Cyber Sleuth is pretty fucking good. Well, so, with the exception of Cyber Sleuth, Pokemon beats every other Digimon game. Period. In my opinion. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I think the Digimon World games on the DS were really fucking good for uh, what they were. I don't like the Digimon World games. Really? I do not like them at all. Dude, you, you should play Next Order on the PS4. You'll probably fucking hate it, but you should give it a shot. Because <laughs> it is not like any of those. It's not even kind of like Cyber Sleuth, and I think that's why I like it so much. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll give that a shot. But, uh, but well, to to speak to what you were saying though, I think in terms of like the anime, I think Digimon is a lot more uh, adult. Yeah, Digimon was Digimon. much more willing to go to the darker places yes. than Pokemon would ever contemplate doing. And and I I like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the Digimon anime has always been just light years ahead of the Pokemon anime, partly because their characters actually fucking age. Yeah, yeah, that's one thing that I really, really dig about that series. For, mm -hmm. um, but I think I'm gonna before we move on. I think I'm gonna go back through Adventure One and Two, mm -hmm. and then uh, check out this new movie. I, yeah, I I, like try. Technically, it is canon, and it technically is. does like involve uh, itself in this in this movie. But I don't care it, enough to like go through it because I've heard Try's not very good. Um, the the last three, I think the last three movies of Try are really good, but the oh. first three are pretty hard to get through. But I think the last three are really good, especially the last one. Honestly, just watch like a recap video on YouTube of the first five, and then watch the fucking last one because the last one's just phenomenal. Okay. And I, I I did like that in Last Evolution. There's uh, after you know all the no. I'm not going to spoil anything because I know you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. But um, after you know the plot kind of ends, 
there's some scenes of some of the younger uh, kids with their Digimon, and there's actually fucking a scene with uh, Willis walking on the beach from the very first Digimon movie. Interesting. With his twin, with his twin little rabbit Digimon, and I thought that was really fucking cool that they threw that in there because I never knew that movie was fucking canon. Yeah, me either. But apparently, it is. That's fucking cool. So, but yeah, check it out. It was pretty good. Cool. All right, uh, I'm going to run through my my next two relatively briefly. Uh, the first one is the Poughkeepsie tapes. So. This movie we How's it pronounced? Because I've been trying to read it. So it's pronounced Poughkeepsie. It's a okay. a, a legitimate place in New York. I oh. the first time that I ever read uh or saw the, the poster for this, I pronounced it Poughkeepsie. Because Thank you, that's how I was pronouncing it. Yeah, because I had no fucking idea. Like I've never fucking been to New York. How the f- like and it's it's spelled like dough but with a P and then keep so like I just Poughkeepsie, yeah, but it's pronounced Poughkeepsie. Yeah. Oh. Um, so the Poughkeepsie tapes is a movie from John Eric Dowdle that uh, was initially released in I, I God, I'm almost a hundred percent positive that it is 2007, but I want to make sure that I'm right. Hang on, Poughkeepsie tapes. Um, yeah, original release date was 2017. So I remember seeing the poster for this movie when I worked at the movie theater. Uh, so I was working at the movie theater from like 2006 to 2007 for almost like a full year. Um, or maybe even a little bit over alive back then. Oh, (laughs) so any shit, my boy. Um, so this movie, I remember seeing the poster and it's just these rows of videotapes and it, and it says in the 1990s, a serial killer terrorized an upstate New York town. Some murderers leave clues. Some leave warnings. This one left the Poughkeepsie tapes. And it's just like this fucking long ass table with these rows of fucking VHS tapes. Yeah. And me being the fucking horror nut that I am thought, Oh, this poster looks fucking cool. I really want to see this movie. And then it never fucking released. Ever. So basically what happened is it premiered in 2007 at the Tribeca Film Festival. Uh And it was originally slated for a February 2008 release. But then it was pulled because of controversy. Basically, people thought that what was happening on the tapes was real. They thought that like what was happening in the movie was real. Kind of the same way that like people in 1999, exactly thought the Blair witch was real because they actually use some archival, uh, television footage. Yeah. And, and blended in with their stuff. So it just did not get released. And then it, popped up again as a video on demand title through direct TV in like 2014 and was pulled again and then did not see a wider release until I think it was Amazon or, or somebody, I don't remember exactly what it was. Somebody picked it up in 2017 and now it is widely available, Yeah, but 
the thing about the Poughkeepsie tapes, the the thing that I want to talk about r- just real quick before we move on is I think that the Poughkeepsie tapes is one of the most disturbing mo- movies I've ever watched in my entire life. And I have watched like a metric fuck ton of horror movies. And so when you, uh, what, what made this so unsettling? Okay. So the reason that I find it to be so unnecessarily unsettling is that the, I, so I know everything is fake. I know that like I even pointed out while I was watching that there, that there is one actor in particular that I noticed in there that I was like, Hey, I know him. I know him from several things, whatever. But the performances that some of the actors give is just so fucking real. And it fucking like got under my skin, dude. There was, um, the, the main, uh, victim that they talk about. Uh, let me pull up her name. Cause I don't remember her name. So where can I watch this when I do eventually watch it? Because I'm uh, intrigued. As of right now, it's on Amazon. I don't know how long it'll stay there, uh, but it is it is on uh, Prime. Um, Cheryl Dempsey is the name of the of the lead girl. She fucking just. I don't know, man. It like it's making the hairs on the back of my neck stand up right now. Like I'm not, I'm not even fucking around. Like her performance is so fucking real. Like when things are happening to her on screen, it is like one of the most hard to watch things I have ever had to watch because of how good she is. But on top of that, like I know that mockumentary stuff is kind of like, uh, like has become sort of like a, a punching bag, like found footage stuff is kind of a, like a punching bag in the horror community. But I think some of that stuff is really like good. Mm-hmm. I kind of dig it, dude. That's why I like watching it. It's like, I don't, I didn't know it was a punching bag, but I kind of dig that shit. So that's why I'm so interested in this. Yeah. So, so I mean, I, in the horror community at large, I think a lot of people see it as like a crutch as like a gimmick sort of thing. And I definitely understand what they're saying, but I don't necessarily always find it to be true. Yeah. Um, so, but with that said, like this, for some reason I, and I can't really pinpoint it down other than like the performances are really good. Got in there for me. And like there, there's some imagery in here that is just fucking weird and creepy and I don't know, man. Like, I don't think that the movie... I mean, you've already sold me. (laughs) I I don't think that the movie overall is, like, some masterpiece. Like, it's it's, got its flaws for sure. Like, some of the actors in the movie just aren't very good, and you can tell they're trying their fucking hardest to act. But, like... As but a, if it can make you that unsettled, that says so much. For, as an overall experience, yeah, man, it is. It is one of the fucking creepiest. And uh, like I said, I think I texted you guys this. It is one of the most unsettling movies I've ever seen in my entire life. So, yeah. okay, one more time. Is it Poughkeepsie? Poughkeepsie, yeah. Poughkeepsie. 
Okay. I don't have Amazon Prime because I keep letting it expire expire because I don't watch enough. But I, I, you think I'll, it'll ever go to Netflix? Uh, maybe. A, a lot of the stuff cycles through the, the three major ones. So, like, it'll go from Amazon to Netflix to Hulu and then kind of like back Boy. again. I want to be on the um, fucking lookout because I don't like shit that makes me unsettled. If if you want to watch it, like if you want to watch it soon because it is, you know, October spooky season or whatever, I'll give you my Amazon login. Dude, I want to, but listen to me right now. I make plans to watch it and then I never watch anything. <laughs> so. yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I want to watch yeah. it. Oh, uh, well, he was talking to me. Hey, yeah, fuck, fuck you. Austin. <laughs> Oh right. God, we're so mean. We are. I know. We are, especially uh, to me, bro. I don't do anything. I know. I feel so bad. All right, I'll be nice to you, Austin. Tell me about the masterpiece that is the Evangelion manga. That sentence got my dick rock hard. <laughs> Not <laughs> so. Oh God. As anyone who's ever heard me talk about anything ever uh, would know, Evangelion is my favorite anime of all time. It is a fucking masterpiece, and I will literally slit someone's throat over that opinion. Oh, my. Oh. Evangelion and all of its movies, well, except the rebuild movies. I'm not going to count those. They're really good, but they're not as good as the original story. But uh, Evangelion and then the the movie, the alternate ending movie, the end of Evangelion, to me, are cinematic masterpieces in anime or animation. Not, Not even anime, just animation in fucking general. And I will argue that shit until I'm in a fucking casket. Um, however, I think the manga is fucking better. It's different. It's not the same. Uh, there are some noticeable difference. Um, well, it's weird because the manga just finished like a couple years ago, like less than five years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Weird. Meanwhile, uh, the end of Evangelion came out in 1997. So... They've had some time to finish that up, but uh, they they had their noticeable differences. But I think that I like the ending of the manga more. I like the way the story ends a hell of a lot fucking more. So um, to very quickly explain why I feel that way, um, the end of Evangelion ends with basically everybody dies. Everybody except for the main character, except for two of the main characters dies. All of humanity is fucking dead. Uh, pretty much. Um, the main it's character should be depressing shit in the fucking dude, world. Yeah, no, it is. It fucking is. Um, Shinji and Asuka kind of wash up on this beach. Shinji looks over, sees Asuka, doesn't know if she's real or if he's still having a fucking fever dream. So he chokes her. He proceeds to choke her. The only other living person alive. He gets on top of her and chokes her. Oh, yeah. Say it slower. <laughs> God damn it. I'm not going to lie, um, Dylan. I'm a little bit hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Me too. But that's oh, just God. <laughs> We've all got fucking half chubs over here. Uh, yeah, if I'm full fucking mess, let's do it. Um, there, you had to say a joke. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, damn it. <laughs> There, there's a there's a very popular fan theory that the the rebuild movies that started rolling out in like 2008 were um, that the rebuild movies were actually a time loop, and I could talk for hours about that, but I'm not going to. 
The only thing I'm going to say is that I agree and I believe that. I think they are definitely a time loop. And sorry, a lot of shit on my desk just fucking fell at once. Um, so that's what all that noise was. But uh, the manga actually ends with, instead of the depressing ending from the TV series, it ends with Shinji just being in a normal world, like going to school, getting on the train, going to school, seeing Asuka. They don't know each other, obviously, because time kind of restarted itself. And they never met because the Evangelion and the angels never existed. And I like that. I like that really subtle, like, that happy ending that we didn't get. I mean, I'm pretty sure Evangelion gave me clinical depression. So to get that kind of happy ending, I, I didn't know that I wanted that as bad as I did until I got it. Fair enough. However, I do still recommend watching the series over the manga. Yeah. Man, I just had to fucking Google what it was because you keep talking about it, but I don't even know how to pronounce it. It's on Netflix, Dylan. It's on Netflix. (laughs) All right. Listen, I can't sit down and watch a fucking movie. I watch one episode of Pokemon and I'm like, wow, that was exhausting. Bruh, Evangelion is only 26 episodes. Yeah, for real. God forbid on a fucking gaming podcast we talk about it. He's like, I don't have time to watch a movie, but I could spend eight hours on Rocket League. Perfectly fine. <laughs> Boy, do I feel attacked. <laughs> to be fair, we just attacked Austin. Uh, yeah, but he's... I'm not the punching bag. He is. Listen, Why am I the punching bag? Because I'm the young one? Fuck off. Exactly. Yes, you have a lot of growing to do. Statistically, I've got, a, I've got more years left in me than you guys do. Yep, well, you have two kids, so good luck. Yeah, oh, honestly, he got you there. Listen, yeah. Dylan, why don't you tell me about your your creating content? Because you've been pumping okay. out fucking Pokemon videos like they're fucking candy, <laughs> like just you fucking know, throwing them shits out. You, I was gonna I, when we got to this segment. I was gonna. I've been watching your videos and I've been enjoying them. But you know what? Now I'm gonna say that I hate them. <laughs> Truthfully, I've been enjoying them, though. Okay. Well, thank you, because, like, it's the most fun I've had while creating content. Uh, And it's just something that I know and love. I try to get a video. I haven't. This will be the second day I've not posted a video. I'll get one up tomorrow. But we have a podcast. Get on your shit, you fucker. Yeah. Me, when you've not put out one fucking video, Joe. Bitch, hang on. Hang on. Real quick. Hey, you guys haven't even watched my video yet. I didn't know that it was up. I thought you said you were thinking <laughs> sorry, about posting it. No, it's up. I said I was thinking oh, about shit. deleting it. Oh, shit. I'll go watch it then. <laughs> I swear to God, I thought that you said later. that you uh, were thinking about. No, I was thinking about deleting it because, I don't know, I'll let you guys watch it and you guys tell me if it needs to be deleted. Or yeah, not. I actually thought you were going to delete it and then that's why. Okay. Okay, uh, but listen. it's funny because Josh was like, one second, and then I heard the lighter flick, and I was like, oh, Josh is smoking. <laughs> no, okay, so Madison came in the room because the kids are asleep, and she is taking her medicine, so. As, oh, okay. I thought- as of this moment, as of this moment, Dylan, I am oh, hey. only halfway finished with my script for for the video I'm working on, and I'm at fucking 1,400 pages. So, or not 1,400 pages, I'm sorry. 1,400 words. I was about you to say, so what? God. You can suck my left fucking nut. Oh, yeah. See, Josh is much more uh, involved with his content creation where I'm like, record. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really should have... 
when I was doing, when I was recording the first video, I wanted to type up a script and I still feel like I should have, because let me tell you guys, I recorded that video probably 20 times. Dude, fucking, That's I don't crazy. know how the fuck you do that shit, Dylan, straight the fuck up. When I, when I made my little Dead by Daylight video that I deleted almost immediately, I felt like I had nothing to say the entire time, so I was just saying what was going on in the game. And <laughs> I understand that. I don't know why or how it flows naturally for me. It's something, seriously, you guys, like, I know, like... We don't really talk about it a lot, but it's something that I have wanted to do for as long as I have been a gamer, and that's putting out content for people to watch. I don't care if it's one viewer or 100 viewers. It's something out there for someone to see, and I have a lot of people at work who are supporting me through this, and I have friends that are supporting me through this. You guys are supporting me through this. Like, I love your I'm content. Really I think your content's really Thank fucking good. I'm going to be real. Like, I... I super appreciate that because it means a lot to me because I am trying, but I feel like it comes naturally because this is something that I've always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not trying, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not trying to commentate over shit that shouldn't be commentated. I'm just doing what I always do. Yeah. Sabrina, before we even had the concept of a podcast, um, she would like watch me play games or, you know, listen to me from the other side of the room. And she was like, it sounds like you're streaming right now because I would be talking to her and I would kind of be commentating out loud what I was doing and talking about it. It's something that I have always wanted to do. This is my passion. This is what I want to do with my life, whether it works or not. I don't know. All yeah. I do is try. And that's what I'm doing. That's where the content creation is coming from. So right now I'm having yeah. a lot of fun with Pokemon. Um, I haven't really uploaded a lot of other shit. Like I stopped Hellblade. I put that on complete halt because what I'm doing right now is playing sword. Um, I played through shield. I've beat that obviously, but I'm replaying it through this, uh, the shield aspect Did I say I can, which game are you playing? Are you playing? I'm playing right now. I'm playing shield. Okay. Okay. That's That's what what I'm doing too. Yes. That's what I have most of my content out of. That's where I hatch my shinies, blah, 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 blah. Um, but right now I'm playing through Shield. And it's just a game that I love. It's Pokemon. I feel like I've not necessarily found my niche or niche, whatever that word is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, niche. Niche. Fun, fun, fact for, fun fact for viewers listening. Um, if you guys have not picked up Sword or Shield yet, um, go to Target. Because they have, uh, if Target's, from what I saw, the Target, my local Target, they had an excess of the double packs, and they were they put all their double packs on clearance for eighty dollars. Oh, Holy shit! shit. Yeah, I did not know that because when mine, when my collect, when my whole Switch collection got stolen, um, and I had to go rebuy Sword and Shield, I got the double pack at Target for eighty, and I asked the guy working, I was like, "Why are why is this so cheap?" He was like, "We j- we have so fucking many of them that they're just on clearance." I would say browse your options because I don't. I definitely do not think that is our target, and we're only one city away. Yeah, so definitely check your options. But um, no, I'm just loving what I'm doing right now. It's a lot of fun. Um, more content is on the way. I would as soon as that PC gets here, it's fucking over. Um, <laughs> it's still in the building process, by the way. Since the last podcast, like I got the financing in order and all that shit, and they're still like. Mm, we're testing it so i'm like okay fuck you where did you where did you buy it from origin oh okay i bought mine from i buy power 
I wanted to do that, but they did not have the 3080 available. And that was the end all be all for me. Like, oh, really? 3080, so I'm good. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So that was a huge thing. But right now, back to the topic, um, I'm creating content that I enjoy doing. It's something that I would be doing anyway. Like, I don't know why I fucking talk to myself when I play games. I don't know why that's a thing. Well, that's, kind of, that's what a is. let's play is, though. It is, Just and I, talk, I more than that because I, I don't want it to be only let's plays. Well, yeah, I. What the fuck was that? <laughs> what the fuck was that? Why is my desk falling apart? I don't know. That's the second time it's happened. No, okay, my mouse just fell. Okay, no big deal. <laughs> my super expensive mouse just fell. It's fine. Um, but uh, that's that's the thing with me about let's plays. I, I will not watch a let's play if if the dude doing it is just fucking silent the whole time. I yeah. just oh, think yeah. that's super boring. Do that, I don't think. Like, I I don't know. There are plenty of let's plays where people just don't fucking talk. That's fucking I weird. Can't, yeah, I cannot do that. I want to be involved. I want to be explaining what's going on. I want to be talking about what's happening. I'm choosing to read the dialogue that comes on screen right now. I didn't know if that was a good thing or not, but I feel like that's kind of that's kind of what I struggled with filming the breath yeah. of the wild one was if i wanted to read the dialogue out loud and it was weird i didn't know if i wanted to do it at first but now it kind of feels natural because i'm reading it in my head anyway so why not just fucking read it out loud so i save the person some trouble yeah um and i'm kind of putting some like like if i like bead is the fucking asshole of the game so i'm kind of putting a little snarkiness on his voice or whatever mm-hmm. but Overall, I'm just enjoying it, guys. I mean, it's it's been a lot of fun, and I want to keep doing it. I have a ton of videos on Backburn, right? Now. Backburn on reserve uh, on right the on the fuck uh, the backlog. Thank you. I don't know what the fuck Backburn is. I'm than what my back is con- like right now doing. <laughs> I'm I'm probably gonna delete mine because I I know I said I was gonna do a master mode let's play, but dude, fuck that. It's awful. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh no. It's so Man. hard, dude. Oh my Is god. Really? Yes. I literally got out of the fucking shrine, ran into a group of goblins, and I, I had an axe and a rusted sword and a tree branch. And I was like, all right, yeah, I'm gonna fuck these goblins up. All three of those broke before I beat the first goblin out of the three. Oh, and I was like, fuck no. me, fuck me, fuck me. I was like, this is oh, awful. Yeah, I hate this. I didn't know it was that bad, dude. Dude, it's bad. They they he because the it wouldn't be so bad if the game if master mode lets you let off of them for a second, but you can't. The moment you let off of them, they start regenerating their health. Oh fuck. Oh yeah, shit. Yeah, fuck that. It's time for a new let's play series. <laughs> and I also saw that in master mode, uh, Ganon does the same fucking thing. He regenerates. Uh, and I was like, no, no, sir. No, that's not for me. I would like <laughs> to see the blooper reel on that. And that's something that I'm trying to do with creating content. Like, I want to continue to do the Let's Plays, but like, I'll get into like what I've been playing recently at the end of this podcast. But like, one of the games I kind of want to have like a blooper reel of. Yeah. One of the games that you just get fucked up on. But yeah, anyway, I'm I'm really enjoying myself. I feel like I'm slowly starting to find my role within the community even though my community consists of like six people that it still feels good like hey bro checking out my content austin it feels it that was really cool that you said that because i didn't know that you were actually watching the content so i, I have it. i've been i've been watching every episode that is fucking awesome dude i appreciate and it. i'm i'm enjoying it i don't funny enough though i don't think i'm subscribed to you at all oh, oh what the fuck let's <laughs> 
<laughs> oh nope, I lied. No, yes, I am. Yeah. Okay, I am. cool. That's fine. Uh, make like twenty alternate accounts and subscribe. Yeah, right. <laughs> I got you. Um, but I did. I did just text you. Text a, a link in the group chat of my um, feeble attempt. Yeah. Yeah, I'll watch it. Yeah, I'll um, watch before it I go to bed well. tonight. I'm curious. I, I thought you did delete it. I thought it was like feeling cute. Might delete later. <laughs> no, 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 no. I haven't deleted it yet. Um, okay. It's just kind of been. It's just kind of been chilling. I don't know why it says it was uploaded a week ago because that it's definitely been longer than that. Yeah, I feel like it's been a minute. Yeah, it's been like three easily. Oh shit! So I'm not really yeah, sure why it's saying why it says a week, but. It's got four views. Yeah. That's more than I expected for something I didn't advertise at all. Uh, Josh. Yeah. You are not the first person to watch or recommend Bly Manor. So I want to know about it because my mom, I think, was watching it and she said it was fucking awesome. So okay. what is it? Well, uh, because we have gone a little long in some places, I'm actually going to save that for next week. Okay. Not, oh, not the fucking cliffhanger. Hang on. Not not just we have because, been recording for like a fucking hour. Uh, not just because we're we're running long, but also because I want to rewatch it uh, to get my oh. my full thoughts on it. Um, okay. Can you I, give me a first impression, one out of ten rating system that we talked about in four <laughs> episodes ago on the podcast that we don't do? What so do you think of it? What I'll say is that I think The Haunting of Hill House is definitely better, but I think that this is good. Mm. Um, Wait, is this correlated with that at all? E, uh, sort of. So I think oh. what is... I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you guys talk about that. I am going to go run and get something to drink because I'm fucking dying. Okay. So yeah. I will be right back. One who's not left. Um, so uh, Mike Flanagan is the guy who basically wrote and directed everything in The Haunting of Hill House. And he is the executive producer on this. He also wrote and directed the first episode. Um, oh, but, okay. But the thing, and this is where I think that The Haunting of Bly Manor suffers, is he only did that and he was just a producer the rest of the time so, so it suffers because he wasn't hands-on with all of it yeah exactly and i and i think uh, to to his credit i don't think it was something that he was like oh, i just don't want to do this anymore i i'm pretty sure when this was kind of like being in development and stuff like this he was also working on dr sleep which I think is fucking fantastic. I think that's... I didn't know he had hands-on in that. Yeah, yeah. He So Mike Flanagan worked on... He has worked on Dr. Sleep. He has worked on uh, Oculus. He has worked on Hush. Uh, he worked on Gerald's Game. What was the other movie he did? There's one other movie that I'm just... I'm blanking on. Ah, uh, Fuck. So, oh, well, regardless, okay. he's, yeah, right. He's fantastic. I think that he is one of the, in terms of like new names in horror, I think he's maybe the best working right now. Oh shit. Uh, because like there aren't a That's whole lot praise. of, I, I really don't think that there are a lot of people who are like as good as he is that are like quote unquote new names. Like I think Oculus was 2009. I don't know if you're going to hate me or not, but I've not seen Haunting of Hill House or whatever it's called. Oh, okay. I mean, that's fine. Like, I, I understand that not a lot of people have seen that. And 
and and plus fine. I'm fucking terrible at watching shit. So <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, would you recommend it? Yes, yes. I think the Haunting of Hill House is great. Um, okay, I don't think that You're the it second is, person to tell me that. So I, I don't think that it is excellent. I don't think that it is like a masterpiece by any means. Um, it, it has some problems, and w- one of my main problems is I just don't think that it is scary, like at all. Um, not even like a little bit. Even the jump scares I don't think are very. Well, I was going to ask you. So what's I mean, not trying to sound like super mean or anything, but like, what's the point? Well, it, so it has the trappings of a horror story. Like it's, it's a ghost story, obviously. And this one is too, to a lesser extent. And really it's telling a story about like the ghosts being, uh, kind of like what happened in our past, if that makes sense. They're like a metaphor yeah. for, for trauma, really. I mean, that's the ghosts, in the haunting of Hill House specifically, are are metaphors for trauma, um, and how that messed it, uh, manifest in modern day. The haunting of Bly Manor are the the ghosts are more or less like uh, kind of like the impressions that other people have on you. Like the I think that the what the haunting of Bly Manor is trying to say is that like people have an effect on you and they will, you carry that with you going forward. If that makes sense. Yeah. So like they're telling, they're telling like really nice messages wrapped up in the trappings of a horror story. But the thing about Bly Manor that I think fucking sucks, just straight up fucking sucks compared to Hill House is I don't think there is even remotely anything fucking scary in Bly Manor, like at all. Like I think that Hill yeah. House has more going for it in the scariest department than Bly Manor does. Um, and that's not to say that it's bad. I, like my first impressions were that it's good, but um, I just I don't know. I like I said I I need to rewatch it again. I I need to. I like, was about to say yeah. I want to know your opinions after the fact because I want to know if I should even bother myself with it after Hill House. You should definitely uh, fucking watch Hill House. I think regardless. Okay. I think Hill House. Well, that is, makes me feel better. Hill House is 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 excellent. I think. So, um, well, that's good at least. So yeah. Uh, well, with that said, uh, let. N- Let's go ahead and move on to our main topic. Uh, oh. Oh, my. <laughs> Josh, honest to God, when you're like, let's move into our main topic, and I heard that, I was like, oh, he's adding live music. To <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, sorry. Uh, uh, so one of, the t- uh, one of the podcasts that I took inspiration from when I was like making uh, our format Um, they actually name each of their segments and have a sort of like intro lead in for each of their segments. And I thought about doing that for this show. And I was like, that's just too much damn work. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So I feel it though. I mean, I respect the honesty. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I agree. Uh, maybe if it wasn't one person editing the whole fucking thing. (laughs) Goddamn. 
Shout out to Josh for editing this podcast every week. Honestly, it's got to be a chore dealing with us, really. <laughs> yeah, I edit the fucking videos that I put up. I do not want to edit a fucking podcast Dude. with three people, one of which might not necessarily have their audio recorded. Actually. <laughs> oh, my God. Why, why you got to be ragging on Austin I always, again? I know, dude. What have I done to you? I, Jesus. Absolutely nothing. I complimented your Let's Play, recording. and then oh, here you are <laughs> shitting on me. God, I'm, you know what? I'm going to report you now. <laughs> He's going to flag my video. Right. Copyright. Uh, All right. Sorry, Austin. Here we go. Let's get on You're a beautiful person. Okay, but wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, okay. hold on. Before we get on topic, did you guys see my text earlier? Did you guys hear about that TikTok star that got fucking sued or threatened to be sued by Nintendo? Uh, yeah, I feel like that's par for the course for Nintendo. They're very, <laughs> that's um, so fucking funny. They're very litigious. She, uh, she. I still barely know what TikTok is. She, honestly, Dylan, TikTok at this point is really just only fan promotion. That's all it is. Oh. Okay. TikTok is the video is like Twitter, but it's nothing but yeah, videos. pretty much. It's like what Vine wanted to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I guess it's, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, she, she she started making merch, which is kind of where she fucked up. Um, she started making merch with like Pokeballs and like fan, Pokemon fan art on them, and that's really where she fucked up because they weren't super mad at first until she started making money off of their uh, trademark, <laughs> which is typically always the fucking case. But uh, yeah, they came down on her, and she changed her name to uh, Digi Princess. So Bandai Namco doesn't oh, give a fuck. Shit. So mm. they're just gonna be like, okay. All right, it's just promote more promotion for us, I guess. <laughs> but uh, they and 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 also the fact that she has an OnlyFans with very explicit content definitely doesn't fucking help because they they when they sent her the cease and desist, they were kind of like, uh, "We don't want you associated with us in any fucking way possible." So I thought that was really interesting and funny. Yes. You know what else is interesting and funny? Not our main topic. So let's get to our main topic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So video games have not always featured stories. You know, when we go back and look at the very first games in the arcade and on home computers, stories were kind of an afterthought, if they were even thought of at all. And eventually stories would worm their way into arcade games in primitive form. And with the advent of the home console market, starting with like Atari and going into the NES, stories began becoming more and more integrated into game development. Eventually they would become the norm, especially with the rise in popularity of the RPG genre. Uh, RPG genre. You mean the best genre? The Yes, the best. Um, it does seem, however, that in recent memory, stories have become slightly less in favor with the general populace. Games such as Fortnite and other Battle Royale-type games, Rocket League, Fall Guys, and Among Us have taken the world by storm. Twitch, the world's premier video game streaming site, seemingly pushes these titles as well. It is becoming increasingly more obvious that single-player narrative-based games are being slowly phased out from public consciousness. And that's what we intend to talk about today. So, before we get our thoughts, I wanted to uh, put it out there that I uh, 
put it out there <laughs> to use that phrase twice in a row yesterday and, uh, and garnered some feedback. Uh, so basically what I said is, does anyone who plays games pretty regularly feel like the single player narrative driven games are being phased out slowly? Multiplayer games are talked about continuously and are streaming all over Twitch and even big single player games are getting multiplayer components added to them. I'm not sure that they are, but I don't know. Thoughts? And I wanted to lead off our discussion with one from uh, my friend, Samantha, who I used to work with from GameStop. Hi, Samantha. Uh, Or Sam. I should call her Sam. She likes going by Sam. Um, So I put that out there. She said, yes, and I hate it. And I said, what sort of games do you think are disappearing? And she said, mostly single player games that are hardcore story driven. We had so many good ones when we were younger. Now we get a couple of a year, maybe, or a couple a year, maybe. Last of Us 2 was phenomenal, in my opinion, but we don't get those kinds of games that often anymore. It makes me sad. I love my multiplayer games as much as the next person. I love Destiny 2 and Overwatch, but it's just not the same as sitting and playing a really well done RPG for hours. Multiplayer gets boring for me after a while. And I think that that is where the genesis of this kind of came from. Cause Dylan, you're the one who brought this topic up for us to discuss. And yeah, this, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I think that her thoughts kind of, uh, they kind of, the um, echo my own. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so this has been something that, I've thought about for a long time and it's increasingly growing in my brain. And the reason I wanted to talk about this in the first place is because even myself, I see myself playing Overwatch. I see myself playing Rocket League, Mm -hmm. I see myself playing Apex Legends. My problem is that I love these games so much, but then I turn around and I don't see as many single player games as I used to. And it kind of hurts as a gamer who has been there since the the inception of gaming, not truly, but when it started to take off, um, essentially, I was there as a kid playing games. And I look back now, and I don't see that. I'm not going to say that they have disappeared completely off the map, because that would be a bold-faced, stupid fucking lie. Because we have great games like Red Dead Redemption. We have great games like The Last of Us and The Witcher. And we have games like Skyrim, who it's it's an open world game, but it's still story driven. There's no multiplayer components in it whatsoever. There are fantastic games coming out yearly that will be the the antithesis of this. There will always be a game that comes out at least once a year that people can say like, well, this game came out and it's a great single player game. And it's true. But when you go to Twitch right now, this very minute, you will see Among Us. League of Legends, Fortnite, Apex Legends, Counter-Strike, Valorant. All of those games are going to be... I didn't even go to Twitch for that. I just named them off. And I guarantee those are there. You're right. And it's be- You're right. Yes. It's, and I get it. People want to play multiplayer games. I totally get it. I want to play multiplayer games too. 100%. I love multiplayer games. I love playing with my friends. But more than that, I love being involved in something and being a part of an experience that is solely unique to myself. That's why I'm loving Pokemon so much. I know it's a multiplayer game, too, and the co-op aspects, but it's still my story. I'm making it. Yeah. Um, Real quick, Dylan. Yes. Real quick. So I just pulled up Twitch. Warzone is in the top four 
Then there, and it's followed directly by League of Legends, and then Among Us, Fortnite, World of Warcraft, and Valorant. That's make up the top ten. Jeez. Or, yep. or, oh, and Counter Strike Global Offensive. All of those are multiplayer focused. There are a few in here, like Grand Theft Auto Five could be either or. I tend to think that it is multiplayer. Uh, exactly. If you clicked on it, there's not a single player. There's not a single person playing the story right now in the top 50 players of that game. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. Oh my God. How many trains a night do you get, Austin? <laughs> Dude, it's so many. It's Extra so fucking, fucking many. Yeah. Night. God. It's damn. so. It's bad. It's really fucking bad. Uh, all right. Well, well anyway, we- to prove your point, though, like, yeah, in the top, that was I, that was actually eleven. In the top eleven, I see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's eight, a shit ton of them. Nine, ten. But every 11. time that I go to Twitch myself, I'm going to the same streams. I'm going to, and I know it's a it's a niche, as Josh said earlier. It's I'm going to Bloodborne and I'm going to Dark Souls. Those are just the two games I love watching. I either love watching the speedrunners or I love watching the people play it for the first time. It's just I love watching that game being played. But beyond that, in a month from now, I'm going to be going to check out Cyberpunk. I'm going to be going to check out Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Like, I want to see these single-player games. Mm-hmm. But even then, after the first week, this is going to plummet into the, into the like lesser-watched categories. And it hurts because this is what... I don't want to see gone in games. I do not want to see stories taken away from us. Great stories such as The Last of Us 2 or Red Dead Redemption 2. You cannot beat these experiences. Like, I get it. It's great to jump into a multiplayer game and feel like a fucking god and play with your friends and have a great time. But there is, it's it's like watching a movie, but you are playing the movie out. There's like, there's, there's a whole other world out there aside from just the multiplayer titles that yes, a lot of people why are kind of just they don't, putting to the side. They put it to the side and I, that's why I wanted to talk about this because I truly feel like it is dying out. I talked to a friend of ours, Josh, Dion today. And I told him what the topic of this video, the, the, the podcast would be about. And he, when I told him that it would be about single player games dying out, he, his specific words were not if I can help it. And that's what I fucking <laughs> want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want breath of the wild, you know, stuff like that. He is playing breath of the wild right now and fucking loving it. Um, is he as excited for breath of the wild too, as I am. I, I wanted to kind of dwindle there and to see if you would fucking <laughs> take the bait. You were the first fish. Yeah, you were the first fish that has caught my bait all week. So thank you. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm not saying it yet. Yeah. Oh, fuck no, you. no, he's okay, going to say it. there in your head. No. Yeah. So, Dylan, to to your point, uh, another friend of mine, Matthew Jerzewski. What's up, Matt? Uh, he said, and this is very brief. He said, agreed. Nothing but Battle Royale games now. Um, so I, I do want to get to you in just a second, Austin, because I think you had a little bit more of a nuanced opinion on it from Mm -hmm. where you had commented. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to push back just a little bit on that. And, uh, I'm going to read a couple of comments to kind of frame where my argument is going to come from. So the first one I'm going to read is from... Uh, David Smith, um, he says, 
I don't think single player narrative driven games will be phased out just like how movies didn't phase out books. Fast multiplayer games usually have the same gameplay cycle too: explore, collect, encounter, repeat. Not everyone wants that. It's how comic books existed in the past. Everyone is up on the latest issue of Spider-Man. But if you asked if they'd read any Dostoevsky recently, you'll get just blank stares. And the other two I'm going to read, this one is from Andrew Hull. He says, Persona 5 Royale, Outer Worlds, The Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, Sekiro, Fire Emblem Three Houses, all great single-player games that have come out in the last year or so. They are still out there. You just have to look for them. And then the last one comes from Adam Tapley. I think a lot of it has to do with continued revenue. It's easier to monetize multiplayer-focused games. Fortnite is free-to-play but has generated millions for Epic. There are still some great single-player story-driven games out and on the horizon also. Larian, From Software, CD Projekt Red, and Obsidian are putting out really good stuff. In the PC sphere, there are also hundreds of indie and AA gems to be had. So, to all of their points... I want to push back and say that I don't think that it is dying and I don't think that it will ever go away. And the reason that I say that is because I think that we put a little bit too much in terms of what uh, a a little bit too much emphasis on what uh, the marketers and what the uh like the community is saying if that mm-hmm. makes sense so for instance one of my favorite games from 2018 was uh was red dead redemption 2 i don't know why i fucking blanked on the game and i think that it was hugely successful because of a knowing that it is a rockstar game, but B knowing that red dead redemption one had a very solid emotional story behind it. And that because it was from the same guys, there was a strong chance that it too was going to have one of those strong stories. And, I think that that's the reason that that game did so well. Also, to kind of add to that, in the same year, 2018, you had God of War, which was a single-player narrative-focused game. You had uh, Detroit Become Human, which was a single-player narrative-focused game. You had Spider-Man, which was a single-player narrative-focused game. I think that we have a problem that is kind of twofold in that we care about what everyone else is talking about, but also we, we don't do enough to look at, uh, the indie games that are coming out. Like I, like Adam pointed out, I think that for instance, when I was talking to you game, uh, you guys last week, not you games, when I was talking to you guys last week, you guys were like, you're playing games I've never even heard of like night call and world of horror. And then I've also kind of been dabbling in, uh, let me pull up my Xbox app to see everything that I've been fucking playing. Uh, or here we go. Um, observation and 
Spirit Fair and the Red Strings Club. Like, oh, and, and Wasteland 3 to speak to the RPG nerd mm-hmm. there. I've been playing all of those. And even though Wasteland 3 isn't really like a, an indie title, like it certainly hasn't been getting the same attention that Fortnite or, you know, Rocket League or, or whatever is getting. And I think that we do ourselves a sort of disservice when we only look at what other people are talking about because there are little pockets on the internet and little pockets or like little communities driven around games that like they aren't the last of us two. They aren't rocket league. They yeah. aren't, you know, whatever. So I, and I think that those titles help to continue driving home that single player gaming isn't dead. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's not dead and nor did I say it is dead. I feel like what everyone keeps echoing my point. It's not that they're dead. It's that it's a dying breed. It's but when, I don't whoever think that comments, it is. It's, and it's not. It's not that it, it is in a sense because when you look at what's being marketed and advertised, it's all of these multiplayer games. I'm not saying it's dead. It's not. We still have some of the best games that are coming out year by year that are story driven. That's fucking dumb to say that it's dead. It's not. Last of Us 2, Ghost of Tsushima. They're all fucking fantastic games, and you don't have to be anyone intelligent in the least bit of sense to think that those are bad games. They're great. They're some of the best games that have come out this year. But if you go to Twitch, the first fucking single-player game that you're going to see is Hades. That's a recently. That's a game that has recently come out. It's on everyone's uh, like agenda because it's the new, what is that called? Roguelike, Roguelike game that's yeah. just fantastic. Yes. My thing is that we are not seeing these games perpetuated in media nearly as much as we used to. We're not seeing anything of the sort. Yeah, okay. I understand that there are fantastic games coming out. There's Red. You, if you go back to the year of 2007, I will, to the day that I die, say that year of 2007 was the best game for games fucking ever. You had Call of Duty 4, you had BioShock, you had Super Mario Galaxy, you had Halo 3, Portal, Mass Effect, Crisis, Assassin's Creed, God of War 2. You had The Witcher. All of these games had fucking fantastic stories that cannot be beaten. But you go fast forward to today and you look at what's being played and I I will keep going back to Twitch because that's where a lot of gamers go nowadays to get what they want to see. There's not a single thing on there that is single player, and it's so saddening. I'm not saying that the genre is dead. It's not. Thank God we still have fantastic games. Like I think you said Andrew mentioned, he named a whole shitload of games that are great that have come out this year, and that's true. But we're not focusing on those games. We we get to play them for a month, and then it's gone. But what's still at the top of the fucking list? Fortnite, Apex Legends, Valorant, Rocket League, Counter-Strike, world of warcraft it's shit among us it's stuff like that and that's what kills me as a single player consumer as an rpg consumer it's it it's just gone off it's i'm not going to say it's gone off the fucking window because that's not true it's just out of people's peripheral vision it's somewhere in the distance and that's what hurts yeah so, so austin i think that you can what you wrote on like your comment, I think really kind of speaks to why 
that is if that it like why Dylan is saying that like um you know Warzone is up top and Fortnite is up top and you I mean I'm not going to read your comment for you but like yeah to summarize it, it you know it was like a lot of people tend to like want to be able to play video games but can only play like a handful of rounds of like multiplayer or something like that and they can't mm-hmm. see time into to long stories so I you you go ahead you yeah, I'm speaking. So let me uh, kind of reiterate a little bit. Uh, what I said was, um, you know, everybody, everybody's so on the go now. Like we're just con- like I'm constantly doing something like I very, very, very fuck. Very rarely do I have a chance to just fucking sit down and just like cut my brain off and and do whatever I want to do for a couple hours. It's the only but again, that's also because I have kids. I understand not everybody who plays fucking video games has kids. Um, that's and that's kind of why I was the way I was for so long. Um, literally to 2016, 2017. I don't think I played a single fucking game that came out that those two years because I, I felt like I didn't have fucking time. Um, also, I worked a really shitty job. Then I worked 12 hours a day, seven days a week. So. I, I didn't oh, – that's not much fucking different from what I fucking do now, I guess. Um, but I didn't get to – I didn't get to come home and play the most recent Assassin's Creed until I was done with it. You know, I didn't get to come home and play these long, drawn-out RPGs or, or whatever. I, I, so I came home, and if I played anything, I would just play a couple rounds of fucking uh, Fortnite or Overwatch that I could play two or three rounds of and be like, okay – I got to go work for 12 hours tomorrow. So I'm going to bed and now I'm kind of in a bit better of a spot to where I do get a lot of days to myself. Um, you know, both my kids go to bed at decent times. They're both usually asleep by eight or eight thirty, So that gives me a good couple hours to play games that I want to and catch up on what I want to and watch what I want to. Um, but I, I think that's the mentality with a lot of people today is just like people don't have the patience or the time to play some of those long story driven games. And that sucks because those are honestly some of the best fucking games out there because so I, I, I watched a, I was watching a documentary about really just the video game industry in general earlier today. Um, I didn't watch it on purpose. I fell asleep on the couch and it just came up and I woke up and I was like, Oh shit, this is kind of fine. And so I kept watching it. Um, but it's not especially story driven games, but like story driven games are really the ultimate combination of so many forms of media. They are cinematography. They are literature. They are musical composition. They are programming and coding. It's all these different things in a one fucking product. And I feel like a lot of that hard work gets overlooked because people just don't take the time out of their day to do it or look into it. Mm-hmm. So, and that sucks, but I mean, you're a hundred percent right. And that's what shitty we're in a, I hate it because we're in this world that is always on the go. No one just takes a step back and takes a minute anymore. And maybe you don't have the option to do that. Maybe you have kids and you cannot do that. But I feel like that's what sucks. That's what's perpetuating this other 
let me just go get a couple rounds on Fortnite. Let me just go get a couple rounds on Apex. It's like, that's why we're losing these great games. I know we're not losing them. We've had a great year for single player games. I understand that. But the things that we see monetized more, the, th- the companies that are making the most money right now, it's all for multiplayer games. Like I get that Red Dead made a fuckload of money, but we're, it's just people don't have time anymore. You are 1000% correct. I just recently came from a place where I had no Wi-Fi for four years. I need you guys to step into those shoes for a minute. No Wi-Fi for four years. I could not download updates for games. I could not download the greatest multiplayer games and play them with my friends. I could not do that. My focus was single player games. And see, so I'm 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 in a very I was in a very similar position. I had Wi-Fi. It was just so fucking bad that I couldn't fucking do anything at all. Um, yeah. Literally, I tried to the house that where where we lived before we we lived here. Um, it took me six straight days to download Halo Five to my Xbox. Six days. That's crazy. Yeah. Damn. I mean, but in the same regard, though, it would have taken me four years because I didn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like. It, it just sucks because, like, you play these single-player games and they're so good and they deserve so much credit. Like Red Dead, I've not played Ghost of Tsushima, but I'm not ignorant in the fact that it's a fucking brilliant game. Or The Last of Us 2. Luckily, I have a friend who plays that and who is very knowledgeable about games and has great opinions, so I can trust him when he says it is a fantastic game. It's like all of these things are getting overlooked because we want to go watch the most recent episode of Among Us from our favorite YouTuber or favorite Twitch streamer. I'm not saying they're dead. I'm saying that they're being put on the back burner for what's the next greatest multiplayer game. If you would have asked me three months ago what Among Us was, I would have told you I have no fucking clue. But now I know exactly what it is because that's all I ever fucking see anymore on YouTube and on Twitch. Dude, that game is more is more fun than it has any fucking right. Being. I, and I, that's another problem. I'm not... I, I, I'm not going to say I'm a part of the problem because I don't believe multiplayer games are a problem. Mm-hmm. They are not. They're a ton of fun. I still, to this day, love playing games with my friends. I fucking love it, especially Rocket League. Yeah. I watched uh, I watched uh, Pokimane the other day, stream it on Twitch. It just so happened to be we were eating dinner, and she's one of the people I follow, so I turned it on because that's I had not really seen too much from it, but I watched it, and I was fucking dying. Like, it was, it was a funny... It was a funny stream. It looked like a lot of fun, and I was like, wow, I can truly see why people like this. I went on Steam. It's $5. How can you beat that? Mm-hmm. Like, it's a $5 game. It's free on mobile. Fun. And it's free on mobile. I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. So with stuff like that happening, I mean, you can understand why the, the single-player games that people don't have enough time for don't get those same views. Like, my, I think the people that watch the most of my videos... If I'm not mistaken, it's the Dead by Daylight videos with the three of us. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I know a lot of people checked out Minecraft Dungeons, but Minecraft has a huge fucking following and all that shit. But other than that, it's been Dead by Daylight. Dead by Daylight's one of those games you see on Twitch, and I love watching it too. When I go to Twitch, if I'm not watching Dark Souls or Bloodborne, I'm watching Dead by Daylight. Or, you know, whoever I enjoy, like Spellbreak is one of the things I was checking out. So I can't say that I do not do these things. I do these things too. I'm not saying that I don't. What I'm saying is that I feel like, I'm not going to say that I'm a part of the problem, but I feel like that it's just, I can't help it. 
That's what's put in front of me. That's what I'm going to watch. No, not a single person is playing the other single player games that I want to see. Like if even Pokemon Sword and Shield, it's so far down the list on Twitch. It's not even funny. And I'm not going to lie. I, I never watch anything on YouTube outside of like content that's already been created. I don't even know where to go to watch YouTube live streams. I'm not going to lie to you. But on Twitch, like I, I, I can scroll and scroll and scroll and not find a single single player game to watch. Um, and it sucks. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, so uh, I want to do talk. I want to use this comment to kind of um, veer us maybe off in a little bit of a different direction. Well, it's not really veering us off in a different direction. It's just like adding a different perspective to things. Uh, Because you're, you know, you're talking about how like things just aren't marketed and stuff like that. And uh, my friend Tyler Hallowell said, it all depends on the developer from my viewpoint. Sony seems to have more story-based games while Microsoft has multiplayer following. And, um, like, uh, you know, those two are publishers, obviously. So, but, right. but with that said, like, I think that what he says, the, there's the nugget of truth in there and like different console manufacturers 100%. and publishers are putting out wildly different products depending on what their company goals are. So when you look at what Epic is doing, Epic is making money from Fortnite. So they are going to push Fortnite and Rocket League. Well, yeah. And, and now that they own Psionics and Rocket League. Um, but like, so Epic is going to continue to push content that is like, Rocket League and like, uh, uh, what's the fucking game? Oh my God, Fortnite! Jesus Christ! Yeah, Jesus. had my stroke for the episode. Um, <laughs> it is pretty much one an episode. Oh God! But but, but I mean that's one hundred percent right though. It's publisher based. Like Epic does the two multiplayer games that are super popular. Rockstar does GTA Five, which is its own multiplayer component, but then it does Red Dead. But then you look at Sony and they're putting out The Last of Us 2, Days Gone, Uncharted, God of War. They're all single player games and they're fucking great at mm -hmm. it. And that's why Sony kicks so much ass. And then Microsoft, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. But No one knows what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Right. Uh, Halo is coming out with the console. Eventually. Actually, and then it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> I but, feel like they did that just so they didn't have to develop it for the fucking One X. I mean, probably. Honestly, which is, uh, I'm, I'm fine with that. So, so with that said, I think that like we can look at it or I can look at it in kind of a similar way that I, I do movies. And that's like, I am a little frustrated with Hollywood when it comes to like the blockbuster like remake and like uh, reimagining and like sequel culture that is constantly going on over there. But the thing is, is the remakes and the reimaginings and the fucking sequels make money. Yeah. Like that money speaks and like that it does, sir. And so like there, there are, are game developers out there who are like, Oh, you guys are just throwing money at Fortnite? Pfft. Oh, okay. Like, we don't need to fucking make a Gears of War 
fucking seven or yeah i i use that that's a bad example because epic used to own gears and now they don't but but you get my point <laughs> yeah you, you get my point I they're do. like i it's what makes money yeah yeah exactly and like i remember back in the day when fucking final fantasy 7 had cur- c- commercials on tv I remember yes. like having like when the when the PS2 was coming out and they had those weird fucking like PS9 20 uh, like 99 fucking weird ass commercials. Do you guys remember those? Dude, do you remember the PS3 commercial with the fucking baby? Yeah. The fucking little baby doll. Dude, I watched that today and I was like weird. Such a fucking weird commercial, but oh, hell yeah. to, to get back to, to the PS2 thing, like within that, that original like TV spot and stuff, they had in, like, they had clips from fucking single player games. And like, I, I think to your point, Dylan, I think you're maybe a little correct in that, or well, I, I think that you're I think that the premise that we're talking about is incorrect in that that single player games are dying. But your point is more to the effect and something that I, I don't I find yeah. correct is that they're not marketed the way that they used to be. Thank you. And that's yes. incredibly saddening considering we do like I I I never once saw a commercial for The Last of Us Part Two. I never once saw a commercial for Ghost of Tsushima. The marketing—that's what I want to emphasize. I don't want people to think that I think single-player games are dead. They're fucking not dead. That's dumb. If you look at any of the sales this year, they're not dead. Yes, agreed. But they get put on the back burner. Maybe that's where I should have went with it. Yeah. If because what you're talking about now is so true. I see ads for Fortnite. On the fucking mm-hmm. regular. Like, that's just something that I see. And then Warzone and all this shit. I don't think single-player games are dying. I think they are taking a backseat to the multiplayer games. Yes. And eventually, that will lead to subpar single-player games in the long run. I'm not saying this is going to happen next year or in the next five years. I'm thinking about the end game in video games. And I don't see it ending well for single-player in the next couple decade to two decades like yeah things are changing is what i should have said single player games are not dead and what you are saying right now how we don't see marketing for these single player games anymore but yet we see it for fortnite or you know apex rocket league whatever whatever you want to say that you're seeing advertisement for it's all multiplayer games yeah so that's where i should have went with this and that's a good point you're not seeing what we used to back in the day uh, the days of yore, I guess. Yeah, I, I agreed. Um, well, I, I mean, I think we've pretty thoroughly covered that. Uh, yeah, I think we did. Too. I don't really think there's too much else we can say, honestly. No, I mean, it's just that, uh, again, just to, to put a final nail in the coffin, single player games are not dead, nor are they actively dying. They're being put on the back burner for games that can be monetized for high amounts of money. Fortnite, Apex Legends, Rocket League, all these games that have the microtransactions who are generally free to play games. You see these being more prevalent because they're free to play. Mm -hmm. Everyone can access them. But the games that are $60 that provide high, high replayability in the single player 
area, like we don't see them marketed like they used to be. Cyberpunk 2077 is not being marketed like you think it would be. Not like it needs to That's be. Right but honestly, not like I don't even think that game needs to be fucking marketed. I think everybody and knows it about it has a bitch pre-ordered. It, they do. And it's word of mouth. And that's what you really need. And it's CD Projekt Red. If you played The Witcher, you know what they're capable of. Everybody wants this. It's seven years in the making. They Dude, that game is going to be so good. It's going to be good. It will hands down be my game of the year. I don't have to fucking... Qu- I mean... I can't decide what to buy it on. Your expectations. Yeah, I mean, it's if I can get my fucking PC, it'll be that. But right. like, what I'm saying is that we're not seeing that marketed, essentially. And... uh all the other like games are free to play stuff like that. Single player games aren't dying. They're being put on the back burner. So, uh, real quick before we move on, I am, I, I took note of this Dylan, uh, for when we get to our game of the year discussions and do you want to make a bet right now? Yeah, I'll make it. Wait, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. What's up? Uh, I will bet you $5 because I'm, I'm a low stakes gambler. Uh, that Cyberpunk will not be your game of the year. I'll bet you a hand job that I, it will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not betting you money, but Yo, I'll bet okay. you a Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. No, I'm actually perplexed. Like, you're betting that it won't be my game of the year? Uh, well, so, um... <sighs> let me ask you... Let me, let me ask you okay, what all you have, you have played this year. I can't even remember my list. Okay, then never mind. Yeah, it's, it's probably yeah. going to win because you you fucking have a hard on for that goddamn game. I do, and I, I did skip out on Ghost of Tsushima and The Last of Us 2. I plan on playing Valhalla, and I plan on playing Cyberpunk. I've played Minecraft Dungeons. I know that for a fact. I've played other shit this year that I cannot remember uh, for the life of me, but... I'm a huge C- like as as you have a hard on for Naughty Dog. I would suck every single dick that belongs to CD Projekt Red. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Oh God, I'm uh, having a hard time just getting The Last of Us Two. <laughs> did uh did Persona oh, Five Royal come out this year? Hell yeah, it did. And so far, Persona Five Royal is my favorite game that's come out this fucking year. Okay, well, yeah. I, you know what? Fuck it. Let's move on to our next topic. The the what we've been playing. <laughs> Uh, tell, tell me about Persona 5 Royale. Oh, it's so good. Or not Dylan. Fucking goddamn. What is your name? Austin. There we I don't, go. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, n- names don't matter. They're just social conduits. We're just fodder to your fucking oh, podcast. Actually, hang on, Dylan. It is available right now. Play Wasteland 3. Play Wasteland 3. Why does everyone tell me to play this? Because shit? if you're such a fucking RPG nerd, you fucking fucker. You should play <laughs> Wasteland 3. It's fucking good. I've not played the other two. You don't have to. <laughs> but there's... <laughs> Just, are, you, are, you, are you good over there, Austin? No. No, I'm not. <laughs> he said, you fucking... I don't even know anything about Wasteland. I have no fucking clue uh, what it is, well, what it's if, about, if what it If you really fucking like RPGs, you should, you should go in blind and you should fucking play it. Was it released this year yes wasteland 3 came out okay Hang on let me let me get the exact date for you wasteland 3 came out august 28th of 2020 that can't be right okay like what is it about? okay i'll i'll research it after this speaking All right. speaking of games <laughs> that we need to buy i want you guys to make a decision for me because i can't 
Um, I have twenty dollars of credit on my Wii U. Should I buy Skyward Sword or should I buy both Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask? Because they're ten dollars a piece, but Skyward Sword is twenty. You should trade in your Wii U for fifty cents. <laughs> Uh, no, I would say I would happen. say go with the with the two games two games instead of one. I mean, yeah. I plus there's also I'm ninety percent sure Skyward Sword is in the process of being remade for Switch. Yeah, I am too. I forgot Animal Crossing came out this year. That's a problem. <laughs> I put maybe two hours on Animal Crossing tops. Well, that's huh. because you're a you're bad one person. Of those. Um, I just don't like games like that, sir. It's just not my thing. I it's understand. okay. I fucking love games like that because I can. <clears throat> fish jesus right. fucking christ listen we need to talk about persona 5 God all right it. persona 5 <laughs> persona 5 is fan fucking tastic i did not know i was gonna fucking love that game franchise as much as i did but it's that's um, my favorite game that's come out this fucking year easily fucking hands down the the i i really like and i don't know if it's just me but I in the in the cutscenes and the graphics themselves, they have this like it, like mid eighties like anime aesthetic, and I fucking love that, dude. I every time I boot that game up, I am dead ass fucking salivating on my couch. <laughs> it, it is so the story is so good. I'm not super far into it. I'm probably three four hours in just because I I haven't been putting the time into it that I need to because I know the story is like over 120 hours. <laughs> So yeah, it's fucking long, dude. I don't think I, I'm going to be honest. I, I probably won't finish it before the end of the year because we have cyberpunk and miles Morales coming out. And those are probably going to take up 90% of my time. Cause honestly, there's only three more games coming out this year that I plan on buying. And that's obviously those two. And then the, uh, the, the new, uh, Hyrule warriors. And I mean, that's, that's not going to be like anything industry, fucking topping is just not but um so far persona 5 has i i can't when i do play it i can't stop i have to force myself to stop otherwise i'll just go all night fucking long and i can't do that i work too much to do that (laughs) i so i uh i don't know what all was added with with uh royal um versus the original release but i can confirm that persona 5 is a very good game from what I've gathered, the only difference between Royal and the original is there's a couple of new dungeons and a new playable character that wasn't in the original release. Yeah, I kn- I knew about the um, the 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 new character, uh, mm-hmm. but I, I just didn't know um like if the storyline was drastically different. No, from what from what I've read, the storyline is borderline the same. Oh, okay. okay. I have heard though, even if you did play five, it is still worth it. With everything they've added, it is still worth it to give Royal a playthrough. Okay. And I was really fucking stoked when I was able to find a uh I was able to find a brand new uh copy of at GameStop of the uh version that came with the steelbook and everything. Mm. So that yeah, was really yeah. cool. Nice. And it I- came with the the theme, the PlayStation 4 theme. Like uh, oh, that's like based okay. on, Pers- yeah, and yeah. it has the fucking like when you're just on the menu, it has the fucking uh, theme song from Persona Five nice. that plays while you're going through the menu, and I think that's one thing <laughs> that PlayStation has always fucking had over Xbox is like interface customability, customization, customability is not a fucking word. I'm stupid. <laughs> no, cu- customability is a word. Well, Isn't either it? way, I'm stupid. So. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, Dylan, you've great. also been playing some RPGs. Tell me about Pokemon Sword. Sword? You know, I did not hear a single word either of you said because I've been looking at a list of games that came out this year, and there's really not a lot of shit. I mean, there's a fuckload of games that have come out, but not a single damn one I've been interested in outside of Dungeons and Animal Crossing. Anyway, Pokemon Sword's great. Been doing a Let's Play of that. Uh, and I'm having a lot of fun re-exploring things that I not necessarily skipped over in Pokemon. Did I say sword? I meant shield. Uh, I've been playing shield. Did I put sword in the out? Yes, you, we're all so confused on what you've been yeah. doing. It doesn't matter. It's the newest Pokemon game. They're the same. <laughs> Nothing matters. They're the same. They're not in. the same. They're exclusives. Come on. I will tell you, Dylan, that if you don't put Dracovish on your team, I'll stop watching the Let's Play. That's kind of what? Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> Dracovish is so good, dude. He's so good. I want you to start like demanding that he put like the worst Pokemon on his teams, or you'll stop watching. Well, apparently, and then he Dracovish has to, like, is one have of the a best. Fucking team of terrible ass Pokemon. Dude, no, Dracovish is ugly as hell, and I will be the first person <laughs> to fucking They're all say that. fucking ugly. The fossils suck in that bullshit game. But competitively, Dracovish is the best Pokemon that's come out of Generation Eight. And it's so good. All that shit fucking stomps. Uh, no, I've just been I've been playing through Shield, not Sword, because I'm a fucking idiot. I've been playing through Shield again, and it's a lot of fun. I'm having, like I said earlier in the podcast, I'm enjoying creating content for it. It's just something that I fall naturally into. It's Pokemon. I can kind of go on autopilot and just have a good time with it. Yeah. Um, I don't. I mean, I talked about it earlier. I don't have to say much more. It's been a lot of fun. And if you haven't checked out the Let's Play, please do. And give me some feedback on it. Aside from recommendations for shitty ass, terrible looking, augmented fucking Pokemon. <laughs> uh, well, I I did say that you had been playing multiple RPGs. So tell me about Dark Souls Three while you're at it. Yeah, so that one, that's the daddy. So Dark Souls 3, even though it didn't make it into my top five of all time, no, you (laughs) need to stop harassing me. This is sexual misconduct. Listen, I'm the CEO (laughs) of the company, so you don't like it, you can get the fuck out. Wow. Are you? Okay. Listen, I'm head of HR also. God, I was about to tell you I'm taking this up with HR, but never fucking mind. <laughs> uh, God Dark damn it, Souls we're going to get fucking it, it, canceled. Uh, cancel culture is real, 2020. Uh, well, I was uh, just thinking, uh, thinking more like we're going to get canceled as in like taken off the air, but... That's we're not as dark as some other shit. Probably. We have to have people to listen to us to get canceled. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I, I have one friend that listens to every episode and that, <laughs> that's it. Is it Josh? No, it's not Josh. It's uh, my, my best friend. Caleb is a cool guy okay. and he listens to every episode. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're uh, you're supporting the dream. And he, he loves giving by uncensored feedback. Oh, well, that's. Great. Yeah. I hope you well, you've never relayed this feedback. No, he with has, us. But no, I have. I've been shielding you from it because he says Dylan sucks. You should kick him off the podcast. Um see I've been telling you guys <laughs> that from day one. No, All I right, think listen, I think tell he, us about fucking Dark Souls. Yeah, God damn it. Go on. It's fucking Everyone great, shut up. Josh. And you know what? It didn't make it to my top five, but it should have. I regret everything not putting it on there because it's one of the games I have the most fun with. It's brutally challenging. Yes, I regret so much. Yes, you've done this uh, this podcast. 
Oh, that's not at all what I thought you were talking about, but that's fine. Oh uh, uh, it's just such a good game. If you've never played any of the Soulsborne Kiro games, I have to add Kiro now because of Sekiro. Please, God, do yourself a favor and go get inevitably pissed with yourself because you can't beat a boss or you die from being poisoned or cursed from some inevitable bullshit that will happen. It's such a good game. And... Oh my god, it's it's like it's one of those story-driven games that you don't even know has a story. Yeah, it's I mean things you have to I haven't played that game yet because I don't feel like repairing my window and getting a new Xbox. So <laughs> I haven't You're not fucking wrong. Much. Thank God though. Like I I talked about him in the last podcast, but my buddy Greg is a fantastic Dark Souls and Bloodborne player and Sekiro. He is such a good gamer when it comes to these games, when it comes to this franchise. Um, and he, we can kind of have a great co-op experience with it together. And that's what's making it so much fun for me. I love going through these bosses. I told you guys earlier in the podcast, when I go to Twitch, I'm watching these streamers play Bloodborne and Dark Souls. And I know exactly what the content that I'm watching is. It's just something that I do not get tired of. It is a fun game because it is so hard. You do not have games like that anymore. No, there's not a single game that I can think of outside of Dark Souls that is that challenging or Bloodborne, anything in that uh, genre. It is so much fun. And if you've never played it, it, I don't recommend jumping into one or two because I'm not going to say they're outdated, but if you jumped into Dark Souls three, you're not going to miss anything story wise. Like just play it and have some fun. Bloodborne has the best combat. Uh, combat out of any of them it's on playstation only i'm really hoping we get a uh, pc port eventually that would be great and then demon souls is also coming out on the ps5 so check that out it's a beautiful beautiful remaster exclusively uh, on ps5 and not the PS4 yeah that's the bullshit because they said it's fucking coming to pc and then they backtracked on that so don't even get me started josh <laughs> when you start bitching about ps5 later that's my bitch for the fucking episode is they're bullshit backtracking on that that Demon Souls isn't coming to PS5 or uh, PC. Sorry, um, it's just a good game, and it's, it's ridiculously hard, but it's so much fun. There's so much customization you can do, and it's a beautiful world, as dark and somber as it may be. It's something that only that franchise can accomplish, and it's a good game. Cool. Oh yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Austin is adding shit now. I'm going to fucking fuck you up, Austin, <laughs> you son of a bitch. All right. T- tell me about Mobile Suit Gundam Extreme Maxi Boost. Uh, on. In, on. It's on. It's just on. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, um, Gundam Versus is really cool. It is a... I don't really know how to explain it. It's like a 3D full arena fighting game, kind of. And it... It reminds me of of specifically Smash Ultimate by how technical it is. Um, if you go into fights just using like you know just using one or two buttons, you're gonna get your fucking shit rocked. If you do not get those fucking hidden sidestepping combos down, you're gonna get your shit fucking rocked. And that happened to me like ten fights in a fucking row. Um, but it's really cool. There's not much more to it than that. I mean, even there's no story or anything. The only like option, the only real single player stuff that's there is just like uh, uh, kind of like towers from Mortal Kombat in a sense. Um, 
But uh, yeah, it's just a just a fighting game with a bunch of giant robots, and it's pretty cool. And it did get announced that it was getting. It got announced a couple days ago uh, in Japan that uh, it is getting a PS5 uh, upgrade, which is cool because I was kind of worried about that because the game did come out like two, three months ago. So I was like, there's no way they're not going to upgrade that. But uh, I didn't think they would just because it's a very niche market. From what I know, the game actually did really fucking badly because they didn't promote that shit at all. They just put it on the PS5, PS4 store and was like, oh, there you go. It's here. It's 60 bucks. Go buy it. But um, it's cool. If you're a fan of Gundam, it's really cool. Um, there's really not there's really not a single mobile suit that is a fan favorite that isn't there because that's that's one of the things about Gundam versus that always gets me is just the roster is incredible. Uh, the last Gundam versus game that we got in America was just called Gundam versus and it came out in 2017 and I think it before DLC it had 85 playable characters god damn and this one has 185 playable characters so they were just like hey we're going to take what we did and more than fucking double that and it, it's really good um i know josh you said you've watched gundam seed i think yeah yeah I think every, every mobile suit that you can think of from gundam seed that you liked is definitely a playable fucking character Oh, except the justice. The justice is not there for some reason. Okay. Okay. But everything else is, and it's really cool. If you're a fan of Gundam, it's cool. Um, if you're not, you're not gonna fucking like it. Then I don't. Don't waste your time. If you never watched the Gundam series, you're not gonna enjoy anything about that game. <laughs> Are you just tirelessly flicking your yeah, lighter? He is. I'll put it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I was. I need something uh, to do with my hands. Okay, here we go. We're in the home stretch. Um, let's I could just be masturbating. I mean, oh God! At least I'm not doing that. I haven't been playing much, if I'm being completely honest. Um, You've been watching a shit ton of movies. Yeah, so it's okay. Yeah. So uh, we forgive you. The one thing that I have been doing, or the one game that I had been playing, uh, was Dead by Daylight. Still. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Chocked. Yeah. Right. Um, so I'm not going to spend any time on it other than to say it's still a good game. Uh, the rift just closed, I think last Tuesday. Uh, if, if it wasn't last Tuesday, it was this Tuesday and, um, oh wait, today is Tuesday. So it was definitely last Tuesday. Goddamn. Anyway. So, uh, (laughs) this was the first time that I actually finished a rift while it was in session uh, and I got it done, uh, I think like five days beforehand. So I was, I was pretty impressed with myself. Um, also very saddened by how much time I've spent in that game <laughs> since, <laughs> since buying it on PC. But, uh, yeah, the game is just fucking stupid fun. So. Oh yeah. yeah Dead by daylight. Woo. Um, Austin, tell me about that. Uh, how much more cyber space you've got done. I don't even think I have to talk about this game anymore because I think I've talked about it the last two fucking episodes. <laughs> um, it's super good, dude, and I really can't. I Most of my time has just been grinding. I'm going to look right now and see what my hours are because I think it's something really ridiculous. Uh, yes, it is 300 hours and 58 God minutes. fucking damn. <laughs> what the unholy fuck? 
Don't you have art, dude? Yeah. He has children. Are you children being Rem- fed? Remember that he has children. Yeah, I just asked if they're being fed because I don't believe they're still active. <laughs> By active, I mean alive. No, so I take really long breaks at work. I take longer breaks than I should, and that's all I do on my breaks. I literally just go to the smoking section, stick a fucking jewel in my mouth, and just play for an hour and a half. <laughs> Oh my god. I mean that's pretty much it. Um I if I ride with Madison's brother, which sometimes I do to save money on gas because we have to go to the same fucking place anyway. Um I play on the way there at 5:30 in the morning and I play on the way back at 6:30 at night. I play in the bed. I play when I'm in the car with Madison. If we're going to the grocery store, I'll play it in the grocery store because it's on my Switch. So I'll just play it while I'm in the fucking car. Remember what your children look like? (laughs) Yeah, only because they look like me. (laughs) August is actually August. Dude, I wish I could find the picture because there's a picture of me. Uh, when I was Josie's age, and that was my Halloween costume was Agumon, and I wish. I Yo, that's pretty sick. If I, yeah, because I remember um, I was Agumon, and then the kid that I thought was my little brother was Charmander. Oh my god, <laughs> that's a whole other thing, dude. That's a whole other thing. So to reiterate, to reiterate why I say that, um, my mom, until I was like five, my mom was married to this guy named Danny. Well, Danny had a daughter who had a child at 13, and she was not able to take care of said child. And she actually lived with us, uh, if I remember correctly. She He took the shed that was on the property and, like, literally, like, insulated it and made it, like, a little apartment. Because uh, we lived on a farm. We had, like, a big-ass farm property. And so he made it into, like, a little apartment. And... Uh, she raised him in there and then they woke up one day and they went into the shed and he was there, but she was not. And she left a note saying that she couldn't do it and she left and she left him with us. And then when my mom and him got divorced, my mom tried to get custody of him because my mom raised him and she lost. So I never saw him again. But, um, yeah, I, I I grew up thinking he was my little brother and didn't know until like a, I was like eight or nine that he wasn't. So, yeah. do you remember at the beginning of this podcast where I said by the end of it it's going to go a much worse route? <laughs> yep, it did. It <laughs> there it is. That was so bad. But uh, <laughs> back back to what I've been playing. I'm almost done with the game. Believe it or not, I'm almost done. I'm on chapter seven. Oh, after 300 and something hours, you're almost. Yep, but then I've got part two to play, so <laughs> we'll see how, how long I spend grinding oh, on that one. I, I genuinely don't know how I put this much time into it <laughs> because my last play. So the complete edition of the game, it's part one and part two, uh, which is Hacker's Memory. Um, it actually. So it actually ta- it takes the time from both games and adds them together because it's technically one save file. Because after you've beaten both games, you can transfer Digimon like between the two for whatever fucking mm-hmm. reason. Um, and then there's some other couple cool things that you can do. Like there's Digimon that you can only obtain after you finish the first game. And then there's Digimon that you can only obtain after you finish the second game. Um, so your save files, kind of, both save files from both games are kind of just one file. Um, and I was almost, I had beaten the first one and was almost done with the second one before I deleted my, my save file and restarted. <laughs> 
And I was, I had like 160 hours, but now I'm not even done with the first one. And I have 300, as of right now, oh, I actually just saved because it's been a while. And I actually have 301 hours and 28 minutes. I did a lot of grinding. What is going on? Oh my God. It, I have like a whole, I think I had 10 level 99 uh, mega level Digimon by chapter 10. And you're not supposed to do that. And it was very clear I was not supposed to have done that because I could not have more than like two Digimon on my team at a time. Jesus. It's fun. It's really good. It's better than any Pokemon game since black and white. So, hey. Well, that seems like a good enough time as any uh, for Dylan to start talking about Rocket League. <laughs> I don't even know what to say after all that because we had an emotional <laughs> roller coaster from the get go. Uh, Rocket League is great. It's a lot of fun. It's free to play. Psyonix is uh, releasing great updates for it. It has a lot of challenges that you can go for. It's a game that has a varying skill level. The better you get, the better your opponents get. Try it out. A lot of fun. Next topic. Okay. Well, uh, you know what? I had two news items written down, uh, but I am going to go ahead and executive order veto that shit. Oh, so now you're president, HR, and CEO. This is yeah, great. I'm I'm all of them. I'm also CFO, bitch. So see if you get any money. <laughs> I don't wow. like where this is going. I <laughs> this feel is like a goddamn I'm... dictatorship. <laughs> Like I don't know what just happened, but my mic just like somehow unplugged itself, and so Audacity stopped recording. Well, that's okay. Just to, just to catch you up, Josh is turning into Chief Cunt. Hey, bro. I mean, this was his idea, so stories. Uh, He's not wrong. Well, he's as still long a as, bitch. Um, I will murder you and your entire family. <laughs> uh, what the fuck happened? <laughs> I didn't even hear the segue into that. You would be doing me a favor, sir. Oh, God. Oh, my God. What is wrong with us? Not my family. Let them live. Just take me. I don't know. I don't like the look of fucking August's stupid ass face. (laughs) Whoa. Okay. Too far. Too far. Too far. That joke was not appreciated uh, because he looks like me. Exactly. You got a stupid face, Austin. Um, wow, 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 wow. <laughs> See, this is what I don't understand. How are you with Kayla? Kayla is the nicest human being in the world, and you're an ass. And I don't know how that's working. Uh, opposites attract, I guess. Dude, I, they have to. <laughs> anyway, to get back to my fucking point, uh, I had two news items written down, but I'm going to just go ahead and X those because for two two reasons. One, I think only I really wanted to talk about them, and really it uh, would be That's very fair. grating for me to uh, just shit it on It would be another 30 minutes. <laughs> well, no, I, I could go through it really quickly, um, but I, I don't want to fucking shit on PlayStation more than I probably already have. So we'll go ahead and knock out our pick of the weeks. Uh, my pick of the week is Akira or Akira or however you want to say it. Akira. You don't have to say it with an accent. Um, it's just Akira. <laughs> so Akira is a 1988 uh, anime film a uh, little over two hours long it's available on Hulu but um, I was able to catch the 4k restoration on the big screen hey so was I 
yeah, yeah. On um, most of it. Yeah, most of it. Yeah, most of it. I missed like the last 20 or so minutes, I think. Yeah. Uh, That's okay. So we were able to watch it um, last Wednesday before the theaters closed again. Um, and yeah, it's still one of the most beautiful looking animes I have ever seen in my life. I think it is. That's like, fair. So gorgeous to look at. And I think the animation is just top fucking tier. Like, I really, really think that this is one of the most intricately and beautifully animated films mm-hmm. ever fucking made. Um, it doesn't necessarily hold up in the story department because there are threads that are like picked up on, but not thoroughly fleshed out. And like, if you, if you read the manga, they're way more fleshed out Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, that sucks, but it is what it is. I'm probably going to go back and read the manga soon. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's still really, really fucking fantastic, and I highly recommend it to anyone who likes anime. So that's great. Um, what the fuck? Uh, sorry, I just saw that Austin had written some something else, and I I did finally. I didn't know what that had meant. So Austin, tell me what about right? American Murder. Family next door doesn't like to hug me. Um, what? <laughs> Who typed that? Because that was oh, one that, of you. That must have been Dylan. That must have <laughs> it been was Dylan. Totally. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I, I knew exactly Jesus what you were talking Christ. about, Austin. But uh, I wanted to say the full thing because I thought it would be fucking funny. So uh, yeah, American Murder: The Family Next Door. Um, that is a new documentary on Netflix. Um, it is about Chris Watts and him killing and burying his entire family and why he did it. Um, if you guys don't know the story, uh, I think it's really interesting that homeboy, they had so much fucking evidence on this motherfucker. He literally Googled how to kill your wife. <laughs> he actually did that. They had so much evidence. And this man in the courtroom was like, I didn't do it. Somebody else did it. I didn't do it. He denied because when, when did that happen? That was like 2018, 2017, maybe. Yeah, it was only a couple years ago. And he just now, as of like a month ago, officially confirmed, like, yeah, I did it. Like, bro, we know you did it. That's <laughs> we didn't need to know that. We know you fucking did it. We want to know why. Um, but I, I watched part of the documentary with Madison, and I'm gonna sit down and finish it. I haven't watched the whole thing yet. Um whole, that dude is the classic definition of a sociopath. He feels no emotions for what he fucking did at all. <laughs> And and you can tell, like in the courtrooms and stuff, you can tell that he felt he feels no emotion over over what he did at all. And that's I don't want to say it's intriguing, but I don't it's like I don't understand how somebody yeah, can dude. do that and just not like it does it just doesn't register in their brain the severity of the situation. That's what's so interesting about it. And I think we've touched on it on the podcast before. It's like shit like that. As dark as it is and as bad as it is, it's like you have to know how a person gets from point A to point B. And the worst part about it, the worst part about the story, the whole reason why he did it is because he was having an affair and fell in love with the woman he was having an affair with. So instead of getting a divorce in love with her, though, like he I I don't think. Yeah, 
I don't even think he was in love with her because he's a fucking sociopath. He doesn't feel that emotion, but he just like he wanted to be he he wanted to openly be with the woman he with it with his mistress. And so instead of just getting a divorce, he just kills his whole fucking family. Like Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah. And that's that's so crazy to me that that a sociopath can like the thing about sociopaths and psychopaths and serial killers and shit like that is a lot of people expect I feel like a lot of people expect them to be like backwoods and like stupid and like just crazy. But that's not the case. They are some of the most intelligent motherfuckers that walk in on this fucking planet. Like look at anything like look at anything from Charles Manson. He was intelligent as shit. He was batshit insane, but but he 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 was a fucking genius. Not saying uh, you know what he did wasn't okay, but he was a fucking genius. He was smart as hell. He was smarter than the average person. And a lot of psychopaths and sociopaths are like that. They're extremely hyper intelligent, but they just they don't something in their brain i think it, i think with psychopaths it's what it's like the frontal lobe of your brain just pretty much doesn't fucking work at all yeah. like you don't register emotions properly and that it's intriguing and it's mind-numbing and if you want if you can stomach watching that documentary um definitely go watch it it's it's a hard thing for me to watch because i have kids and anything involving the deaths of children is really fucking hard for me to watch but it's if you can stomach it, definitely, definitely check that out. Yeah, Kayla and I also watched it. And r- real quick before we get to you, Dylan, uh, I I want to say that I think that it is uh, a really unique premise the way that it was constructed because it's kind of mostly constructed from like real life footage, like, mm-hmm. like almost all of it. Like there's no like reenactments or anything like that. Like it shows like facebook live videos it shows like police body cam videos and like all of this shit so like it's all from like firsthand yeah testimony so to speak and like i've never personally seen a documentary like that and not a crime documentary no yeah and and like it's a very uh cool testament to like how we share our lives now and sort of thing. But uh, yeah, yeah. I second that recommendation. I think it's a pretty fucking solid documentary. Mm-hmm. All right, Dylan, take us home. Take us home, brother. Well, with that really fucked up recommendation for everyone to watch, I'll end it on kind of where we left off last week. It's just another song. It's a song that makes me feel good. It's a, kind of an uppity song. It's kind of in the, okay. Uh, it's just like, electronic vibe type of thing. It's a song by Conroe and it's called all eyes on me. It's just a feel good song. Give it a listen. It, it's just, it's a lot better than what Austin just recommended. <laughs> wow. You know, I didn't read the name of the artist and I was like, did this man really just recommend Tupac in this fucking podcast? Dude, I thought it said oh, Cornrow. No. <laughs> because wait, why are you saying? Oh no. It, all right. Oh God! Just it's a good song. Conroe, C O N R. I love Tupac. All eyes on me. It'll make you feel good. Yep, Tupac's great. That's not the song though. <laughs> oh okay. boy, what an episode! Uh, uh, yeah, for real, what an episode that has. This been has been the hour. quickest episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. I feel like after you edit out all the pointless bullshit, it will be for sure. Yeah, because we're sitting at uh, my. 
my Reaper got started a little bit late. Uh, like, I don't know why it was further up on the timeline, but it was like almost two minutes further. Yeah. I just passed the 245 mark. So Okay. And once I added out probably the 10 to 15 minutes worth of bullshit, we're probably sitting at right about half an hour. So good That's job, cool. us. Yep. Woo! Woo! Good job. Um, so, yeah, well, before we get out of here, um, I want to do my usual spiel. Tell a friend about us. Send that text with a link saying, hey, these guys are pretty fucking cool. You should listen to them. I don't think that's what they'll be saying. Yeah, probably not. They'll probably be like, don't ever listen to this. Like, if you can, block this from your podcast feed. It's terrible. Um, Why was I going to go that far? Jesus Christ, have some faith in your own work. Fuck. Bruh, we, we've talked about this. I'm, I am I think everything I do is shit. I'm the same way. That's okay. Uh, have you seen my kids? I love what I do, so check me out on YouTube. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Austin, you finally created your YouTube channel. Um, it is it's called I did. Big Papa Plays. It is. Um, everyone, go check that out uh, before he decides to delete his video. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to have some new content up for it this weekend. I'm, I'm going to sit down. Maybe tonight. Maybe I'm just going to get blasted and play through Breath of the Wild, and maybe that's not a good idea. But well, I don't know. There's going to be stuff this weekend either way. So. Mm, yeah he was about to plug me shut up (laughs) (laughs) what an asshole Uh, also go to youtube and check out um dylan he's got uh a lot of let's plays up there all really good it is uh om dizzy over there good's a strong word but all right (laughs) um As I said near the beginning of the episode, I am currently working on a video that will be sort of my comeback video because I haven't, I don't think I've made a video in about two years now. Um, So, or maybe maybe closer to like a year and a half. But uh, even still, um, it's been a long time coming. So you can go check that stuff out over at CultureBot on YouTube. Speaking of which, you can find all of us on, or find us Oh my fuck, I'm having another stroke. <laughs> all right, you can find all things Culture Bop, oh, Hunting Jesus Pixels, Christ. and the Culture Bop family of content on all social media. Um, so the podcast Twitter is at Pixels Hunting. The Instagram is at Hunting underscore Pixels CB. Um, I am at the Bebop Man 182 on Twitter. And on Instagram, I am just at bebopman182. Dylan is at omdizzy on both Twitter and Instagram. And I think that just came out of my mouth like Instagram. And I stro- I'm Halloween stroking time. out, That's guys. Fine. I'm stroking out. Uh, Austin has the just absolutely horrid Twitter handle of at Kakashi690. And his Instagram oh, is yeah, I do. <laughs> at Big Papa Stevens underscore. Uh, and yeah, that's that's it. That's our episode. Cool. So for Dylan and Austin, 
I am your no, I can't do it. Stop. Don't do it again. Okay. Please don't do it I again. <laughs> I, I tried and I was like, nope, that just sounds like shit. So one uh uh uh, uh <laughs> we will see you guys. Oh, next week. Yeah, we're starting next week. So Oh yeah. We, we will be Here back we with you guys in another week. Thank you so much for listening. All right. Bye.